Now entering Nerdist.com. For another <laughs> shitty podcast. Can we turn this fucking horrible light off? Ooh. Ooh. This is a party. Sexy. All right, we rolling? Yep. All right. Okay, let's just play this and then... Uh, I was looking on Bing for a sweet-ass podcast and then I found it. I was looking on Bing and I found a show called Jonah Radio with Cash Hart, so Neil Mahoney and Jonah. Sometimes his brother Adam, their special guests, interviews, soundboard drops, and music news, and bands you never heard. It has been almost a year. Yeah, season three. Season, season three. three. Season three. Season three. Season three. We do this in a different way. We don't conf- we don't put ourselves in a cage no. of like going when when people want the show or when people are going to listen to it or care. We're doing this whenever we want. Yeah, yeah, man. When you look at a calendar, all I see is a cage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Vertical <laughs> bars, horizontal guys. bars. Screaming to get out. Some cages are smaller. The February cage smaller than the rest. Yeah. Uh, thanks for um, coming back to oh, Jonah man. Radio. Um, this is uh, our first episode of 2016, and it only took us till mid-May to get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but oh, uh, we had one. No, I, no, I Jonah Radio. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like the the gold standard of uh, this Nailed this uh, RSS feed. <laughs> um, <laughs> The, uh, the 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 producer is still Cash Hartzell. Cash, say something. I got pork in my beard. <laughs> <laughs> you do. I do. You do. Yeah. Um, Cuban then, sandwich. I think you got it on your first bite because I saw you take that first bite. I saw a little piece. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always an open face when Cash eats a sandwich. <laughs> uh, Real Jonah Radio heads will remember that sandwich for the one that. The that took that, you out. Yeah, that took pork, me out. Same, the pork sandwich from New York made you fall asleep yeah. in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Neil Mahoney. Neil Mahoney on the one. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> still, you're you're good. You're on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I construct let's, drama for a living. Let, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye on this bullet bourbon, <laughs> and we're gonna see how horrible you get as the further it gets down. Uh, my brother Adam is here. He's married now. Look, that's how much time has passed. Yeah, Adam's married now. <laughs> Tippy tap, tappy tap. Uh-huh. And then, of course, uh, we have a guest uh, because the four of us don't ever want to be in a room together <laughs> with just us because uh, I get real angry. Uh, but uh, he is the, uh, I guess, the editor in chief. That's the word, yeah. That's the editor. It was three. The, 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 well, it, this has a dash in it, so yeah. does it this, all count uh, as a is word? It, does it count as a word? I feel like if I was doing a word count in a piece, I would count it as a word. Well, shit, and you would because that's, that's <laughs> your business. Uh, this is Devin Faraci, everybody. Devin Faraci. Uh, am I saying Hi, that guys. correct? Am they I saying are that? saying that correctly, yes. Yes, yes. So you uh, you uh, uh, run Birth Movies Death. 
Birth Movies Death. Used to be called <clears throat> film. Badass Digest. Badass Digest. Once upon a time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I have a podcast called The Canon. Yes. Uh, as well. Uh, How often do you do that podcast? Weekly. What? Weekly. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. You're not doing it right. <laughs> yeah. Did you do a bunch in a row? Or <laughs> sometimes we'll get together and record like three or four in a row. Like How long are these things? They're an hour and change. What are you fucking doing with your life? <laughs> it's really rough. Um, but you know what? My my co-host is in Cannes right now, and she texted Con. me from yes, Cannes. Con. Yeah. I got I got I got um, uh, told today by a French person to stop calling it Con. Really? Yeah, because Con. There's a town in France, C A E N, that would be pronounced Con. But oh. can would be pronounced can. You know this what? Is what I was told today. Today really? I was just today at. it was cold. Literally yeah. today. Uh, so you, you came in here big dick swing and knowing how to say uh, you know, knowing just, that I'd correct you. I'm all francophiled up. So <laughs> uh, but somebody in in can people in can keep coming up to her and telling her that they love the podcast, which is like mind blowing. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty great. So and have you? So you 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 frequent a lot of the film festivals. You are you are a uh, a film critic. I am a film critic by trade. Yeah. Yeah, and um and and a great one at that. I love Thank you, I, I love it. reading your stuff. Stuff, uh, always have. Um, I love it too when you kind of go free form. It's uh, you know as much as I love your reviews, like I just love it when you go, hey, I'm going to talk about this thing. That's the cool thing. What I do is I get to write about whatever the hell I want about. Yeah. So I just go. You know, sometimes I go and just write about whatever. So yeah, I went crazy for your your uh, your article about uh, just horror movies. Thank you. And why they mean a lot to people. I remember you liking that. I, I meant a lot cr- that you liked that. I went crazy for it. I like. Thank I sent you. it to a lot of my old friends, and <laughs> I, I sent to Adam. Just like talking about you know the idea of like you know, it, it, it is you know, and I, with horror movies, it's like kind of tough because people go, "Oh, horror movies, yeah, that's fun, right? What fun?" And it's uh, it is fun, but it is also hard to uh, talk to somebody about it that doesn't get it. Much like trying to explain like you know punk rock or right. you know any kind and of wrestling. Like, yeah, wrestling. It's just like you kind of it's a <clears throat> thing where it's like if you don't get it, you, you're not gonna. And that's the beauty of it. You know, we live in a world now, I think, where um, everything is very mainstream. Um, mainstream, we're like, it's weird. I feel like the world has become more mainstream than ever. Like, everybody wants everybody to hear and see everything. Yeah. Uh, and I miss the days when there were certain things that were just not for everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> and the same thing with punk rock or horror yeah. is that same thing. Like, oh, this stuff is not for everybody. And that's totally all right. And it's neat. I got into an argument uh, with uh, one of the camera guys on the show I was making in America where um, he. He was he had a real bad foot and mouth disease. Like, you know, we were in the middle of shooting something and he would go, Yeah, I showed the pilot to some of my friends. They didn't laugh once. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and I was just like, Hey man, don't tell me that in the middle of a scene. Don't tell I gotta I gotta feel as if I might be able to be funny. Um, and uh, I I go, Well, like uh, I go, Oh, that's really interesting. Uh, he's all yeah, I was so confused because it's like, you know, when you showed it at the meltdown, like it was like everyone was laughing. And I was like, "Yeah, those are the people I'm trying to make laugh." <laughs> he's like, "Don't you want Not your to shitty laugh? friends?" I, I was like, "Yeah, that's why I, I was like, I don't want your shitty art school friends to laugh at this stuff." He's like, "No, no, don't you want everyone like you know the Simpsons?" I was like, "The Simpsons isn't like." It's like, yeah, of course everyone wants to be the Simpsons or something like that, but like that's not the that's like that's so rare. That's yeah. something that cool and that right. good. Those guys yeah. made Taxi before they made that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so yeah, you yeah. want to you want to reach not the most people but the right people. 
Yes, that's, that's precisely thing, it. You know, so and we, I think we people have lost that to an extent. They always want to reach the most people now, and I'm I'm into reaching just the right people. Like yeah. it's I don't fewer, give a shit. but it's better. Yeah, I really don't give a shit, and that's why you know I think that's you know mm-hmm. everyone has this idea that what you do is supposed to appeal to everybody, right. and that's why we're in a world with so many like trolls, where it's like you know it's like oh you this sucks, and this right. you know it's like it's like but I have to tell you this sucks. It was like well then it's not for you if it's you think it's for you, it's fine. Like yeah. sorry you don't like it, but find yeah. something else you do like. You know, you know what people used to do when they were in a video store they used just to like pass by the section they didn't want to see movies from <laughs> they didn't stop and then just make fun of people in that section <laughs> they fucking went on to the family section or the new releases they didn't like hang around in sci-fi slash horror sections right. and go hey what's up nerd <laughs> here's why you're wrong uh but yeah i i, I completely uh i i don't like the idea that everything's supposed to be like it's like you know and also the the preconceived notion the projection that people it's like it's like oh if you're doing something creative and you're not like huge or fam- i got to talking with my dad the other day he was like uh, i i was saying like he's like oh what are you doing tomorrow i said well i got i got work because we're writing mystery science theater right now and he's like he's like oh you know it's good to have a job and i was like <laughs> <laughs> huh. i was just like yeah it's uh it's good to have the job I wanted when I was twelve. Yeah, and like, uh, he's like, yeah, well, you know, hopefully that has like that will bring more opportunities for you. I was like, no, this is the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is the one. This yeah. is the thing I've been waiting for, and it's like, uh, and I, you know, I started going off on him. I was just like, hey, just because, because <laughs> he comes from a different place. <laughs> but like, it's like you know, like, and it's a very parent thing. But it's just like you know, eating dinner with me, and it's just like all I have to hear about is like. Oh, did you see Kumail on the Old Navy commercial? <laughs> oh, you see Chris on Camel? Oh, that guy, Chris, he's doing good, eh? You see, we married. And I'm just like, yeah, that's it. It's, it's like Chris is a great friend of mine. Kumail's a great friend of mine, but like, it's uh, not it, as funny it, as Kumail. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But it's like, yeah, it's that it's that projection of like, uh, you know, I'm sure you have some people that are just like, it's like. Well, you're doing uh, Birth Movies Death. Like, shouldn't you be doing Hollywood oh, my Reporter? Mother, my mother feels like, who I don't really speak to, but I've gotten reports back, uh, Has I know feels like I've wasted my writing talent doing this stuff. Really? She thinks I should have been a novelist. Wow. And that I should have been like a lit novelist. So, But she that's feels nothing like that wasting. you wouldn't get to in the future, though. Maybe I can. I'm not, But I love what I do. Yeah. I mean, like, I just finished writing my first comic book. And no way. And that's, uh, like, unreal to me. Like, I wrote a comic book. Like, and it's, you know, gonna be, like, there's an artist right, drawing it right now. That's it's incredible. Like, it's, like, so fucking Congratulations, cool. Thank man. you. But that's the kind of thing my mom doesn't give a shit about. Mm. So I feel you with yeah. the dad <laughs> things. My mom is just like, oh. Uh, I, did yeah. this, I did this interview... Uh, that ended up in the uh, in the United ninety three script book, and I like was all excited. I was like, the United ninety three script book, you know, it's got my interview in it. Wow! I'm, I hand it to my mom, and she's like, "Well, why aren't you writing the movie itself?" <laughs> wow! Yeah, so I get it. I talked I talked to Emily Gordon about it because like she, you know, she does that stuff a lot, and like also Kumail, like you know, deal. Everyone kind of deals with that stuff to an extent. I remember like uh, not me. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> happily, your mom's, your mom's right and your dad's dead. <laughs> yeah, happily supported right in the middle, <laughs> coasting. But it's like uh, you know, Kumel and Emily got a house in like a nice neighborhood, and uh, like yeah, you know, that we all would you know like we love that neighborhood you know that they live in, and it's a nice house, and it's yeah. like you know they worked really hard to get you it. A pool, yeah, it's got a pool in it. It's got a back house. It's it's a really cool little pl- space, and then um. It's like you know, Kamel's parents visit from Jersey, and uh, <laughs> and like uh, like they're staying there, and it's like three days, 
four days. And like, and I'm like, uh, I asked him, I was like, what's your dad think of the place? He's like, he hasn't fucking said a word <laughs> about the place. And then finally, like, uh, like, the, like the, was the last night they were there. He's like, dad, what do you, what do you think about the house I bought? <laughs> and uh, his dad just goes, I just wonder how much it would have cost if it was in a nicer neighborhood. Oh, Holy wow. Crap. And it's like, just of course. It's like, and I, I talked to, uh, you know, Emily about a lot, a lot of that. We're just like, they don't know. They don't understand right. what they say. It just, it just comes out shitty. <laughs> just comes out straight up. Parents just don't understand. You know what? That's a good rap lyric. I thought you be like, no, it's a good start house for your first house. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. You know, it's a. Uh, it's like uh, fuck. You bought a house. You yeah, know? like yeah. Our dad did that. He's like, hey, all right. I mean, you know, take what you can get. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your house? <laughs> That's all I want to hear. That's all I want to hear. All right, let's get That's into a, a segment. Yeah. Yeah. Call it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, parents, this I'm is sorry, all I want to hear. You're the best around. That's a, Those that's are the a only session. words. Those are the only words I want you to say to me. <laughs> um, all right. Well, there's been a lot of music to come out since we last did it. Like, uh, I also feel like I should charge you a copay for what we should. <laughs> like, it's just therapy a therapy sex. session and you had a breakthrough and you're like, all right, we're moving on. I'm no, like, I don't. I want my $40. Devin uh, had a good time. Good. Everybody. <laughs> Neil had a good joke. I had good drops. Yeah. 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 No, all right. All right. Everybody learned something. It was a good, yeah, it was a good yeah. time. And it also added information about us as people it and did. friends. It brought the narrative. It makes us relatable. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, my part where I'm not the guy that's buying houses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the uh, that is the other side of it. Uh, um, let's play a song. Man, there's a lot of good stuff uh, that I, you know, uh, just play lemonade in know. its entirety. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on June 2nd, the uh, all episodes of uh, Hidden America uh, premiere on CISO. Uh, um, I don't expect anyone here that listens to this podcast to be able to afford another service <laughs> they have to pay for. It. That's why I've just been sending the links to my friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you have a uh, one of those Amazon Fire Sticks, you can get a 30-day free trial. Yeah, exactly. Jonah, yeah, Jonah Fan is the uh, code. 30-day free trial. You can watch through it. Um, it's uh, I'm really stoked on it. A lot, of, like a lot of the music from it is uh, we got from Sub Pop Records. We did a, like a blanket deal with Sub Pop, nice. and almost every song used on it is a Sub Pop song, save for uh, three bands, um, uh, which was uh, we use. I really wanted to use a Cheap Girls song. Cheap Girls who are on tour right now. You should try and check them out. Uh, we used a Toys That Kill song, which is uh, you know old friends of mine. Yeah. It was just the perfect song to use, and uh, we used uh, a few fart barf tracks just because it's the best music. Yeah. And I watched uh, the guest a lot, and I, I, I wanted <laughs> I wanted that kind of stuff in there uh, going on. But uh, one of the songs uh, we're going to play two songs actually. Uh, one of the songs that was from Lonesome Shack, uh, and it's a song called Bad Luck. So uh, listen to that. <laughs> Be my I'm 
First song uh, was "Bad Luck" by Lonesome Shack. Uh, not on Sub Pop, but like one of the uh, many uh, uh, bands as a Sub Pop uh, universe of stars has to offer, and uh, we thank them for letting us use the music on uh, in America. After that, you heard uh, "I'm Just Saying" by Dyke Drama. Uh, Dyke Drama, awesome uh, band out of uh, Olympia. Uh, member uh, of uh, the band Gloss, uh, Girls Living Outside of Society Shit, great hardcore band, so very different sounds, and actually a band that Devin says he might have just happened to I, see. I think I might have. There was my I live near this church. It all that, checks out. Every part of your story checks that, out. But it, the church like has like a um like uh, an LGBTQ like sp- thing to it. Like that's mm-hmm. like they have special services and stuff. And there was I was walking out by my house and I heard this hardcore music coming from like the back of the church, the rec room area. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> it's um, almost kind of like an old cartoon where a guy smells like burgers yeah, exactly. and so you started and like floating. Sort of floating in. <laughs> and there was this band playing and it was really great and it was not a lot of people there. Um and the band appeared to be as I said either they were trans people or it was a very glam yeah. uh, cross-dressy <laughs> thing. I wasn't it's, really sure yeah. what was happening, you know what I mean? But the music was incredible. Um, and then when you said gloss, and especially Girls Living Outside of Society shit, I was like, I feel like that was the, the banter between songs. I feel like that... It's good. I mean, like, um, to the the stuff that they sound like is just incredible. Um, I wonder if I can just quickly pull up a song, but it's just like, compared to... Uh, 
you know, that other that other song is just it's crazy. I mean, like this is the way gloss sounds. Same, like same member. They told us we were girls, and we talk just look and cry. They told us we were girls, so we claimed our female lives. Now they tell us we are girls. Our femininity doesn't fit. We're fucking future girls living outside society. I mean, yeah. Well, it was supposed to keep going. <laughs> yeah, so it's stuck in same singer, same singer, Sadie. Could be, could be. There was some band, and I can't remember the name. It's for the best, but like uh, some uh, some band, uh, indie band of bros, started like tweeting at uh, Gloss, saying that like the only reason people like him is because of them being trans and then that band got dropped from their label. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have been happier. Couldn't have been happier. But yeah, those are those are uh, some bands to definitely check out. Uh Dyke Drama just w- uh, went on tour opening up for uh Beach Slang. Beach Slang. Beach Slang. Yeah, which is uh the guy who was in Weston, uh his new band. I'm sure if you guys know Weston. Bob Weston? No, no, just love Weston. their hotels. But yeah. <laughs> w E S T O N. Weston was a uh, like a Pennsylvania area band you know, around the same time as a uh, uh, Digger and stuff like that. But uh, anyway, enough of that. Enough of this the. This is why I'm excited to be on this show because um, I'm like the guy who stopped listening to new music like a decade ago. You're like my hip music friend. So every time I see you, I get like a new band to go check out. So now I have like a, I'm doing like a whole show of that. I love it. I'm it, very it excited. Is, it is fun to kind of like uh, you know it's. Do you listen to the sound? Uh, one one uh, like one hundred point three. It's um, uh, a little bit sometimes. Is that where you can get your music from? These no, 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 no. The no, sound no. has changed. Well, because I got the I got the Volkswagen Bug, and it's like one of the only stations. Of course, the the classic rock station is one of the only stations that comes in. <laughs> uh, um, but it's like you know, so I'm listening to the classic rock station. But there's uh, I never hear the show, but there's a show they have on the weekends where it's like uh, if it's called If You Like That. And it's for people that don't listen to anything past classic rock. There, it's like, well, hey, if you like Crosby, Stills, and Nash, <laughs> well, then you might, you just might like Band of Horses. You That's know? kind of wow. an amazing idea for a show. Uh, yeah, really. I, I think it's That's a great like idea. The yeah, it's what <laughs> radio used to be, except you're 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 making connections between things from 50 years ago and today rather than three weeks ago well, and today it's a lot easier yeah. these days to do that right probably yeah. would have been i mean like you know it's like if someone's like it's like if you like the beatles then you'll also like this you know mozart i'm not sure like, yeah. <laughs> you might like this this prospector that was recorded on gla- <laughs> wax cylinder well just that, like yeah uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Now like, it's just a show on Saturday on the radio. But like, like I'm saying, like the markets for radio stations used to evolve. Like it used to be like we are the current music station. So like, if you they like, still do right. But then these niche genres of uh, radio stations came about, where it's like, no, we're just classic rock. So like, we're not going to play anything past 1988. Well, you know, it's, oh, it's uh, killing me. That that's classic rock. <laughs> yeah, like '88. That's killing. Oh yeah. Me. No, no, you know, no. You know what's, <laughs> like what's gnarly? Yeah, like, is listening to the oldie station, listening to K Earth, and they're playing fucking stuff off of uh, off the wall. That's mm. unreal wow. to yeah. me. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm so old that the oldie station was playing like Sinatra and like you know '50s yeah. doo wop. That's my version of oldie station. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Je- Jesus. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. But yeah. yeah. When, Grandpa. When I was super when I was a kid, when I was <laughs> super into classic rock. 
But was it, it was, classic yet? No, yeah, it was because it was like you know the fucking um, like uh, Rocky Mountain Way and shit like like seventies yeah. and sixties and seventies and stuff. And then now on those same channels, you hear like U two from right. like when yeah. I was in middle school. Who were the alternative band? That was an alternative band. When yeah, I was, yeah. And it was like yeah, that was, was all, weird. Yeah. That was alternative. That was like college rock. And now it's like no classic rock. Well, it's it, it is tricky because you know uh, K rock. You know they don't say rock anymore. They just say alternative. Uh, that's a, and that's a weird thing for me. But at the same time, you know, if you watch those old promos, they just talk about uh, like it's like from the eighties. It's like K rock, the music of the eighties. You know, they, 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 <laughs> at that point, because they wanted to be able to play Tears for Fears, like right. and you know some other kind of electronic kind of shit. But it's uh, it is it is uh, neat, and that's what I like about uh, keeping up with music is that that thing. And I remember even when I was growing up, like you know Adam kind of listen to a lot of classic rock and and i would always kind of be like and as i started getting into like more and more indie rock and stuff like that i would be like it's like hey you might like this right so you might kind of get into this and it's it's tricky for someone that doesn't you know if like if you have to come across it on your own I think. right yeah but well, some of the stuff that uh what did you recommend that i listen to all the time now i can't remember it might have been it might. Did you recommend Taco Cat to me? I don't know. Um, I might have. I remember we talked about a lot. Of, we were talking a lot about like um, female, uh, female, like garagey like, punk like garage-y bands. punk bands. I yeah, could, I'm not sure if that was one of the ones that you recommended. It's possible. Uh, I like Taco Cat a lot. So I mean, like that. I listen to them by this. But every time I hang out with you, I come back with a new recommendation. I mean, it's it's fun. It's it's a. Uh, I think a big part of doing anything um, is. Uh, like in the artistic field or any kind of creative field is that like you get to a point where you should start telling other people about right. other stuff and you have to do that as much as you can um, just because it's like you uh, kind of hope that people do the same for you. Right. Um, Malcolm Gladwell would call you a connector. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the connector. Fridays on NBC. <laughs> yeah. If you like this, then guess what? There's a band coming through town. <laughs> I saw um, I saw Tegan and Sarah uh, the other, and that was that was a great show. Yeah. Half great music show, half just an awesome comedy duo. Oh yeah. <laughs> really? Just real funny, good. Like it was like seeing a uh, uh, just a gay female uh, Sklar Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I almost like now I want to talk to Randy and Jason about. It. I was like, maybe you guys should start getting some music in between your stuff. <laughs> Do but, they uh, do the same, like, both say the punchline at the same time? Kind of no, stuff? they don't. No, they, just a lot of St. Louis sports really references. Every once in a while they do it. Every once in a while. but like They, they get pigeonholed as doing that, but, like, it is a part of it, and I do love it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but, like, it was... It, essentially, it's, like, uh, a lot of the, their bits are kind of, like, just stories that, like, that separate the two of them, <laughs> you know? Or it's just, like, uh, they had this whole thing about... Um, uh, coming up next is a, a new song, and uh, I say that because I want to let people know that the song that's coming up may not be uh, one they recognize and they, they should still kind of rock out because it's a new <laughs> song and maybe we're a little sensitive about it. Uh, Sarah doesn't like to mention that we're about to play a new song. She thinks it's pointless. She said just like, why even bring it up? Why even make it a thing? And it's like a, it's a fun... It's like a fun thing. Like it's Gracie a, and yeah. Alan. It's good. It's good. I like. Do you, do you see music much uh, anymore? Grandpa does not see music very much anymore. <laughs> uh, I hit a point. Like you know what? I went. Uh, <clears throat> I've seen a couple of shows. Uh, you know, I mean, like I was. You were at Fantastic Fest when Ichio. God, that played. was a great show. <clears throat> but like, I've hit a point now where I can't. I don't know what to do at a show if I can't mosh anymore. 
That's and a, you I know what? And I, I, I can't mosh anymore. Like I've tried it, and I'm like, oh, this is not working out. Yeah, I've had. And some, I just, yeah. I just don't know what to do. I've had some problems. Well, I mean, uh, Deanna and I, when we were at a Fun 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 Fest in Austin. You know, we, we got in the pit for uh, Gorilla Biscuits and, uh, you know, uh, rolled my ankle, got a black eye. She <laughs> broke her glasses. Her nose was bleeding. Um, <laughs> Which is like so much cooler, like once upon a time. But now you're like, oh, this is no, I can't. No, no, no. Even just leaving a show. It's like, you know, when you were a kid, show would be done by like 1130, 12 o'clock. And you're like soaking wet with sweat. And you're like, it doesn't matter. I'm going home. But now you're an adult. You're like, it's like well, I can't go to the bar like this. <laughs> I can't go meet up for drinks with my friends looking like this. I remember the first year when i moved back to la and uh you got me a ticket to uh, um uh fuck yeah fest yeah i remember going like i remember i was like i remember i had the, i wanted to go see the comedy part which started early i was like okay i gotta get there early and there was bands there and i was like but i remember just throughout the day i was like I'm, I'm, uh festivals aren't for me anymore just yeah. Yeah. it felt like a young like just everyone there i was like what's the deal with bandanas everyone's wearing and like well it's very dusty yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they weren't. They didn't have it over in the mouth. They're just wearing them as a fashion thing. It was just like true. a lot of young people, and it's like I was like, I, I, this is it's too long. I try not to do definitely that. young man's game. Yeah. It is really. It is. It's, it's also a rich person's year. game. Oh my god, seven dollar bottle of water. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta be rich. I also, you know, I say this a lot, uh, but that you know, like Coachella is a lot like New York, where it's only really worth being there if you're a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> If you're able to kind exactly. of like float in and out of places without any regard to the cost or, yeah. you know, it's like it's like Coachella, if you can just walk backstage, watch from the side of the stage, kind of yeah. go cut through it. Like, you know what? Fuck yeah, Fest. If fences FY- are a suggestion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just as like, a, you know, uh, cab prices are a suggestion. Yeah. It's like, who cares? I'm yeah. just going to go up. down. I'm going to go downtown. I'm going to midtown. It doesn't matter. It, you know, it's just it's only makes a real big difference if you're a. If you're, you know, a millionaire, I was uh, so happy because last year uh, my wife, well, then at uh, then girlfriend, she was like, oh, "Let's get tickets for Coachella," and I was just kind of like, mm. "No." Did you try to look at our well, ID we, and we see bought, what yours is We ended up buying. We did like the the payment plan for the tickets, and we're like, "Well, you know, if it comes to it, and we want to go, we'll sell them." And and it came to it, and finally we we sold them. I was just like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> yeah, I had never I been just, to. I'd never been to Coachella as uh, like a, just a like I had only ever been when I had to like work a thing or had a backstage pass of some sort it's not worth it yeah it's not worth it it is a festival is a good way to get to like get all the bands you want to see out of the way yeah do that thing where people identify with you neil uh i i went to fuck yeah fest last year by myself because no one else everyone else realized that it's not for them anymore (laughs) (laughs) and i went and uh it was a little bit sad i was alone for two days walking around Although I didn't see some people I knew. And I got to see Run the Jewels, which was great. And Run then the I great. left during their set. <laughs> really? You yeah. just were like, this is enough. I was like, I, I've hit it. This is great. This is awesome. If I leave now, I'm going to beat these hordes of assholes <laughs> walk into their cars. Yeah. Because I, I got there early enough to get a meter <laughs> nice. right outside the fucking venue. That's how Grandpa does a music festival. Yeah, because <laughs> I got up at 930 and I was like, well, if I get a coffee now, I can get down there by 10. Gates open at noon. I'll sit in my car and drink my coffee and read Twitter. You, know? See, you didn't do a park walk? <laughs> no. That is the difference because when I was young and I would go to a festival and then I would stick through the last band. People would leave early, obviously, to beat the traffic. Right. But I'd stick through the last band and then you'd hang out in the parking lot and like do whippets and shit right. until yeah. two in the morning and then finally get out of there. Like You didn't mind that it took forever. You yeah. waited until security came by and was like, you have to leave now. Right. You're not trespassing. Anything but to go home. Right, exactly. So that's the thing. I, mean, I want to get home right now. Like yeah. I'm like, I, was like, I got a very... I, I got, I got a very nice apartment. I'm very happy to be in it. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's it's not it's not fun. But it's you know, I love like that's the only reason I still do stand up is because of the occasional invitation to a festival <laughs> where I get to do living the dream. That's why like everyone like it's like I, I get so like bent out of shape where I was like, I wanna do Bonnaroo or you know, Sasquatch or Bumbershoot or I wanna do outside lands and it was like I was like, it's, you know, don't be jealous. I was like, no, no, I said that jealous. I just like the only reason I still do stand. The only reason I bother with this thing that makes me feel like shit every time I do it is because occasionally I get like a, a pass and I get to go. Well, you know, my wife's coming up too, and I get and I get to bring up Deanna, and then we just get to fucking watch bands all the time. It's uh, it's the only reason. And then when it doesn't happen, I just go, what am I still fucking doing it for? I'm not for fucking. I'm not gonna. Uh, oh get God, cross, fortune and glory. Get off the cross. I, we haven't we haven't I haven't talked to that guy in a long time. Yeah, as a get up kids guy, Matt Pryor. Uh, we're gonna uh, break for songs. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about the comic book that uh, Devin uh, wrote, and Smooth. we're gonna get into our Twitter game. Twitter game, uh, which was uh, I did it pretty game? vague. I did it pretty vague, oh, and it, it got, there was a lot of confusion, and I like that about it. Uh, <laughs> and then we're gonna we're gonna break for two songs. Uh, coming up is a, a new single from one of. Our favorite bands, Paws, P-A-W-S, from Glasgow. Um, they have a new album coming out that Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 produced. And they're just, as when it comes to like you know, like young guys playing punk rock right now, uh, I don't think it gets much better than Paws. The lyrics are uh, enough alone to just read and enjoy, uh, let alone the music. So please enjoy No Grace off of Paws' new record.
a novel of novice citations outside the service station. The glue sets beneath our heels. My baby's in Massachusetts, and all this blues is useless. Sunsets in my stretch out, science soul. Making coffee together, snow globes and jersey sheets. I tried sleeping in our bed without you last night. That didn't work at all, cause I couldn't sleep. Sometimes I wish it was still last summer and you still lived in South Philly. And I wasn't playing a show in Nebraska or Austin, Texas. Asking the kids what they ate for breakfast. But here I am, Bolero bathroom. Who's paid to keep these things cliche? For Monday, which is a day rock block, I think. That's like a rock block. a rock block. That's a good rock block. We uh, started that with um, uh, shit. What did we start with? Uh, the one you we, oh, we, we, we pause. started with pause. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's pause, no grace. Uh, their modern baseball new record. Right after that, modern baseball. Uh, the song Mass off their new uh, record, Holy Ghost, which is good for fans. 
uh, that uh, are bummed that there's no more Weaker Than's records, uh, go check out Modern Baseball. And then we ended that set accidentally, but I was going to play it later anyway. White Fang from the album Chunks. Uh, the uh, <laughs> song was Chairman of the Board, which uh, if, you ha- it's, uh, if you have a chance to see White Fang live, please go do it. Can someone tell Adam to shut the fuck up? Hey, Adam. <laughs> Adam. Adam, shut the fuck up. <laughs> what the? Wh- who are you talking to? Ryan. What? Ryan's just standing out there. Yeah, he's right there. <laughs> what? Come in. <laughs> that was like an hour ago. How long have we been recording? <laughs> We're about thir- forty-three minutes. Forty-three. All right. Well. It's not because I don't like Jonah Radio. I love Jonah Radio. <laughs> no, no, no. You like your Weezer podcast more. <laughs> <laughs> no one hears that. <laughs> yeah, no one hears it. That's true. And and no one will, even when it's out. <laughs> <laughs> I think no one hears <laughs> 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 it. I'm not mean to you. Nothing. You lost my, my drum stool. <laughs> I'll always blame you for it, even if it ha- you had nothing to do with it, which I know you didn't. Okay. It was in there, though. It was in there? It was in there, yeah. Behind my drum set. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Maybe it was those Japanese people you brought Ad, in. Adam, right in tension at uh, <laughs> 43 minutes. We hadn't seconds. had any yet. We hadn't had it. <laughs> that is oh. true. Like, again, Cash is barely talking. Neil's not that drunk yet. So who am I going to get angry <laughs> at? I'm doing great. <laughs> Adam, you're not doing anything to get angry at. <laughs> or to applaud. Jump on the treadmill. Jump on the treadmill. Yeah, let's, get you, let's get you tired. Um, but... Uh, Hey, there's a uh, when does the Honus uh, Honus record come out? It comes out in September, but I'm dropping a video in a couple of weeks. It'd be fun to play the song on here. Yeah, yeah. Next Gen Radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, sweet. I'm down. New Honus Honus. Yeah. Teaser. We're Teaser. gonna be doing more of these because Jonah has something. Teaser to podcast. What a piece of shit! I swear <laughs> to God. It wasn't Nailed it. So. Uh, we uh, we did it. We sent out a, a tweet saying Twitter game, uh, and the Twitter game was uh, what's a band that's almost good. Now, when I say that, Devin, what do you think? Like, what, what do I think of when I think of a band that's almost good? Yeah, they're just almost good. There's something about it that you don't like, but they're almost good. Uh, I mean, like, it's that's tough. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple f- for me. I think Red Hot Chili Peppers are almost good. I was good. just going to say that early Red Hot Chili Peppers is really interesting. I uh, even think like it's like they'll have riffs and parts even still of, today. even still today where you're just like, "Hey, hey now, that's pretty cool." And then they just when they all start going in on it, they just ruin it. I think Foo Fighters is very much uh is, oh, they're the is, definitive version of an almost good band because yeah. you recognize the good pieces in there yep. and it just does not come together and it just is only dad rock and it is the ultimate final form of dad rock yeah. and I don't understand how anybody can feel strongly positive about it because it is the epitome of just shit that is playing in the background. It yeah. really is and it's a bummer too because you know I'll ch- I'll check out a Foo Fighters record when it comes out just you know it's like same with the Weezer it's like because of like a band that does something good back in the day, I was like, you'd made something that was really good, so I'll right. always give you credit, and I'll always check out something. Well, Dave Grohl, you always felt like was going to be the guy, you know, I mean, besides Nirvana, it was Wool, and you're like, well, clearly when he gets his own thing with fame behind him, it's yeah. going to be really interesting. And Foo Fighters is the exact opposite of interesting. And he's close, and he like he understands, and he has done other things that are right. neat. Um, but yeah. I feel that way about uh, Metallica. 
Whoa. Just because, you several know, a lot, people, know. Several yeah, people a lot of people are saying post-load Metallica. Mm-hmm. I think they're just bad yeah. post-load. I don't think that they're even almost yeah. you know, I, Honestly, I've, I've recently, heard much of their latest stuff. Uh, I mean, Red Lightning and uh Which is just re-released, remastered. And, you know what? I went back and listened to some load. And if it wasn't them, it'd be a really good, like weird kind of alternative rock record. Hmm. It's like it's it's kind of got a lot of neat stuff to it. Right. But and a I, lot of people say that where they go, yeah, but no one would have heard it. If, if it was just some band <laughs> that came out with Load, it wouldn't have sold six million copies. And, and I yeah. still think Kirk Hammett is still one of the coolest motherfuckers around. I <laughs> was really at cool. the Renaissance Fair yesterday. I love the Renaissance and Fair. And I feel like I'm willing to place money. That I saw Kirk Hammett at the <laughs> Renaissance Fair in costume. Really? Like it was a guy that walked by, and I was like, "That is Kirk fucking Hammett." That one hundred percent completely tracks with my but opinion that's of him. <laughs> like, it, it tracks with my yeah. opinion, but Los and Angeles, I don't think he rented though. it. I think that was his he, shit. Well, he's like he's like a big horror dude, so he's like yeah. you know, he's oh, yeah. I follow like, him on Instagram. He's always like he's got. You know, just all he's always doing horror stuff. He has we'll a horror festival around, yeah. in San Francisco. Yeah. Pull, pull it up. See if you got any any uh, Instagram hits oh, on the uh, Renaissance Fair. It was so crazy. This guy, well, I was like, that that looks just like Kirk Hammett. Man. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw it when I was living back in Hawaii, and I was leaving this uh, little Mexican place in Hawaii Kai, and I did this double take. I, I was like, huh? And then I did double take, and it was, and it was him. Hair in a ponytail, wearing a white tank top. I don't know what, what was on, and then shorts. And it was like just so random, like, you know, yeah. just seeing him and like wearing that, you know, compared this, to we, This is how mellow of a duty is. Um, we had him on, uh, him and uh, James Hetfield were on uh, Nerdist at Comic-Con and uh, like afterwards he like I, oh, he's, he, he was like, oh, you're from Hawaii? Oh, wow, man, yeah. Like, me and my uh, girlfriend lived in Hawaii, Manalo. I was like, oh, I'm from Kailua. He's like, oh, that's right next door. Here, I'll, I'll prove it to you. And he shows me his fucking driver's license ah, <laughs> with the address. I was just like, man, you don't realize who you are. You're just like, you're like just a dude. Now you can go crash his house. I could just go crash at Kirk Hammett's house. <laughs> yeah, you just wait. Oh, Kirk, Bellows is going off, bro. Let's go surf. <laughs> Real specific, yeah. that Bellows beach yeah, reference. My, my friend, Sim, he's been out surfing and I think Diamond Head and see him out there. Diamond Head? Yeah. Pussy. Um, you know what's the ultimate version of that kind of band for me from like an older band? Um, is Soul Asylum. Soul Asylum, yeah, I'll I, give. Yeah, it's like you're like that's fine. Like fine. you guys could have really done something. Yeah, like yeah. got a nice voice. You got like a sound. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, let's see what other people said. So here's the thing: a lot of people weren't sure whether this was supposed to be a pun game or not. <laughs> so what, what, what was the game? Tell, I didn't. Look I said, it up. "What's a band that's almost good?" Okay. And so a lot of people were just like, I, like even a couple people tweeted going like, "I I don't know what you, I don't know what you mean." <laughs> Is it this or that? Uh, but like some people got it. Current Weezer, that was uh, Pat Bear uh, said that. That's true. Current Weezer, um, it has the elements that I used to enjoy. It's like a it's like a robot. It was programmed yeah, in pop music, and you're like, that's perfectly put together pop music, but it just has no soul to it at all. Yeah. Uh, at Rotten Device uh, says Foo Fighters, which we already went over. Um, John T. Lewis also says Foo Fighters with an explanation: pull too many punches could be great. Instead. They are the kinks of a generation. I think Ooh, the kinks are harsh because I think the kinks are amazing. Kinks yeah. are great. <laughs> I think that's like, but they did melt. They did plateau pretty hard in the eighties. I think that was a. That's a lot. Of, the problem with most bands is that you need to die very early. You run out of riffs. Yeah, I've and found. so yeah, that's the thing. So like, if you know, the kinks did live on far too long. Um, Ray and Dave should have killed each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder about because I used to, you know think about that like with uh, you know Eric Clapton made some good tunes back in the day and then like but he went too long and. 
It, I was yeah, wondering, but then he I, pulled one, out though, like kind of wisely. Yeah. You haven't heard anything but from Eric Clapton. One, one like you know, old artist I always wondered about was was um, Jimi Hendrix. Is the kind of stuff he would have made like in the eighties. If you yeah. were still around, I bet it would have been like really weird, like bad. We all disco. know what yeah. Miles Davis looked like in the eighties, right? <laughs> oh, good point. Well, I was so you know what when um when Live Aid happened, I was so happy that John Lennon was dead. <laughs> uh, it was just one of those like, oh, that's a good one, and that, that's how I feel today about Kurt Cobain too. It's like you know what, very terrible that he went, but like, man, am I really glad he is not around doing a Nirvana reunion at Coachella? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really glad that never happened. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a uh, you know scene. Seen those like last like kind of shots of uh, of John Lennon where he's just kind of got the little '80s mullet and he's like wearing no shoes. Like you're just kind of like you're like oh, what a fucking dork. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a misogynist piece of shit dork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a, like what a guy who was talking about peace and love, but like you know hit women. Oh man, what love? What love? That's why I love him though. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's, it's it's the dichotomy of humanity that he had inside of him. That he was an asshole who talked about peace. That's exactly how I feel every single day. I love it. <laughs> this is uh, a, this is a great response. George Harrison that, was better. Uh, splits the difference between is it a joke or is it a serious question? Less than Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Just never measured quite up to Jake, and that was. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, see, like mask. it's like uh, Jeff Gibson has OK Charlotte. Uh, Nick DTV has Real Average Fish. Another guy says Bass Trio. Um, these are all like based off if we were doing a pun game, but I was kind of more uh, hoping the ooh someone said Yola Tango. Yeah, I saw that too. Man, I don't know. I kind of dig the mundaneness of Yola Tango. I get it. I get. I get why you say that for Yola Tango. I totally get it. Yeah, but it's like it's like totally it's it. if you're looking for hooks and stuff like that. Like it's like Yola Tango is more about just this kind of like just this. I don't know. It's a frequency almost. I think it's album rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't pop on a song and expect people to go crazy. No singles, then. No singles, yeah. This guy, Stephen Lucas, says Bon Jovi. Uh, yeah. I'd say uh, not almost good, far from good. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm not from I'm not from Jersey. <laughs> Maybe that opening riff to uh, Wanted was kind of cool, but I don't know. It's good karaoke. It's great karaoke. <laughs> great yeah. karaoke. Bon Jovi yeah. uh, invented Unplugged. And apparently, they did. and they apparently, did. John Bon Jovi's a fucking dick. So who cares anyway? The owner of the <laughs> Philadelphia Freedom <laughs> is a dick. <laughs> who, it's wait, well, it's who, an where? arena football team that he owns. <laughs> uh, wait, so like, a lot of rock? Because doesn't Gene Simmons own? Yeah, he owns the L.A. Kiss. So right. like a lot of rock guys no, own arena football too. teams. Or just those two. I think it's just those two, as far as I know. Wow, I had no idea. He Although the there's video. probably other wealthy Philadelphia rock people that are in, into the freedom, like maybe Oats. <laughs> or uh, this guy says Steely Dan. He's wrong. They're great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are, do you really think that they're all they're all great? Bare naked ladies. I don't ladies? think they're all great. Like name me one band that's all. I great think bare naked ladies is just annoying. I don't think they're close to good. Yeah, I think uh, we here's yeah. that that goes in with the whole conversation. It's like you know, like a band could fuck up and make a, a bad band could fuck up and make a good song, right? Yeah, uh, you know, I think um, if I had a million dollars, like when I heard it when I was a kid, like uh, or younger, uh, you know, I thought it was like I was like, oh, that's kind of a sweet, funny song. But I was listening to yeah. a lot of Doctor Demento stuff at the time, right? Like so. I, I feel like I have room in my life for one or the other, and I'm a they might be giants guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll take them. Over, I'll take they might be giants any day yeah. over yeah. bare naked. Adam, can you can you text uh, mom and dad and tell them that I'm uh, it's the Carson Daly thing. They 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 think I'm on, going to be shooting Carson Daly tonight. <laughs> 
I have it set for uh, recording my DVR. Yeah, yeah. Just tell them that it's like I taped it a month ago, and they don't have to. Like, <laughs> they like keep on testing. It's like, is that tonight? Should we go? Are we? Can we get ready? Should we get ready now? I'm. <laughs> Leave me alone, mom, dad. I'm podcasting. <laughs> uh, someone said, we're gonna need someone that said one. Megadeth. Fair. I yeah. think that's fair. I think that's very fair. Yeah, Megadeth is just one of those things. You're like, I like these. This is like good. This things. is fine. I'm happy. To, I'm happy if it comes on, but yeah. I probably would not play it. Yeah, myself. Someone said the Black Crows. Uh, yeah, I never, I never really got into hey, them. Kyle Ryder finally followed us. <laughs> Kyle, oh, that's who said that. The Black yeah. Crows. Yeah, he's a dad now, so he's got he's real bored. <laughs> he's he started like responding to me on on Twitter, and I was just like, I was like, man, you got you got a lot of time to just sit around. <laughs> um, so let's let's talk about the uh, the the comic book. What? How did this come up? How, you know. So it's also give people like a breakdown of like what you've been doing uh, prior to this. Uh, so I'm a film critic, uh, as we mentioned. I had this podcast, and on this podcast. Um, the premise of the podcast is myself and another film critic, Amy Nicholson. Uh, we argue about movies on the podcast. That's sort of the nature of our relationship. And in one of these podcasts, I mentioned uh, what a fan I am of this noir writer, Jim Thompson. And it turns out that the guys who run the comic book company IDW, um, which is a pretty cool comic book company, yeah. has just gotten the rights to a bunch of Jim Thompson novels. And so the editor-in-chief was a fan of the podcast and contacted me and said, we just got the rights to these Jim Thompson novels. Do you want to adapt a Jim Thompson novel into a comic book? Wow. Oh. And so I'm adapting the novel The Killer Inside Me, wow. um, which is a great novel, which was recently made into a movie starring Casey Affleck um, that people booed at Sundance oh, because no. it's got it contains so much violence against women. <laughs> so that's is been it, an is interesting it, well, challenge. I, I will say this. The book doesn't shy away from it either. <laughs> no, the book that that's been the challenge in adapting it is keeping sort of the spirit without really, you know, going places. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a neat thing, though. Like, can you though? It's the source material, right? And it's it's not, you know, at this point, it's not the writer doing it. It's it's the character. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the story. It's a POV story told by a sociopath who is a deputy in a small town in Texas, and he uses his position to commit a lot of horrible crimes. Um, and so you're telling the story, and it's a, a book from 1952. So even like even the best people in 1952 yeah. were like sort of not. They yeah. were not as woke as all of us here in this garage right now. <laughs> uh, uh, so it's interesting, but it's also really great. The other thing that's really fascinating about doing it is that Jim Thompson's like one of the great American writers. And um, his language is incredible, and I have to cut every fucking word out because it's mm. a comic book, and you just can't have that many words in yeah. it. Um, so, you know, it's really a, a neat challenge. But as a comic nerd, uh, the ability to write a comic book and, like, to know that it's going to be, like, on stands and stuff like that is, like, yeah. mind-blowing. And do you keep it set in 1952? Ha yeah, I, I think you couldn't change the... Yeah. It would be just too... It would be too awful in the modern day. <laughs> do you do you Fair think enough. that your, um, you know, the, like what you've been doing with just like being an editor and having to like fix people's stuff sometimes? Like I don't uh, do a ton of that. Um, we have a magic editor who does. I did a little bit of it. I do a little bit of. I'll come you in. You probably do that even when you just read people's shit. I'll come in, you know, on some people's stuff and sometimes play, but I don't do a ton of that. The thing that's really great about it is that. Um, as a writer, I haven't written. I've been writing a lot of like nonfictiony stuff for yeah. like a decade and a half. You know what I mean? Most of my stuff is sort of nonfictiony. So getting to write in voices 
again is neat and sort yeah. of it's a different part of my brain that I'm using Your so mom's that's pretty really stoked. fun um, <laughs> <laughs> my mom probably would not approve of me writing a comic book she threw away all my comics when I was in fifth grade oh uh, wow. so <laughs> probably would not be a um, if, if in the un, in the unlikely uh, event that she's listening to this uh, she would uh, she would not be stoked to hear this but I'm sorry this is not this is not quite my MST That'd be writing Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In case anybody at Marvel's listening. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's close. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's neat. So That's If your really mom cool. was listening, tell us. Have her write in. Tell us what you thought of the band. Yeah. 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 What band? And what, did, what mom, what, which band do you think is a almost good band? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> band? You mean like a singer? <laughs> I just say. She can write. Did you just say my. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought 5830. I thought that's what I, I got to no I got to take radio. out I thought that's the one I, oh okay never mind what was that again <laughs> 5830 oh, Ash has got to edit <laughs> <laughs> You know what let's just stop now <laughs> Well, it's it's funny if you do a beep just so yeah, everyone knows how dumb Adam is. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Adam just gave out Jonah's email address. <laughs> he just Kirk Hammeted you. <laughs> You're gonna have to be careful though, because it's like you can't have some of the after stuff. No, in no, no, I'll get totally that. Feel, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take yeah, a knife to it. Let's stop for our song. <laughs> uh, Wait, people can uh, pre-order this uh, comic oh, yeah, book so right sorry. now. What's it called again? It's called The Killer Inside Me. First issue hits in August. Yeah. Well, so it's Mel like, Holcher, you taking notes? Artist. Hey. He's a great artist. All right, I got, I got a pitch for you for yeah. the ad. So I'm going to make a commercial. There's a killer inside you, and it won't go away. And that's all I got. That's all. It's, uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like yeah, it. It's 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 a it's it's a start. It's a start. But after that, like you get you get someone good on it. You get Chris Martin on it, <laughs> uh, and then it's like you know he puts some of that you know. Yeah. Or there's just a guy it hitting. Was Coldplay a... almost good? Coldplay, I think, is almost good. I'd say that I'm actually mm. okay with Coldplay, just in the same way I'm okay with Stone Temple Pilots. Um, Stone Temple Pilots is not a good band. Coldplay is not a good band, but have they made some really good songs? Yes, they have. So is Rolling Stones. Not a good band. They've made some good songs. The STP band. has put together like a couple of good albums, though. I feel like, and I say I think the same thing for uh, Rolling Stones. Wait, so you're anti Rolling Stones? I didn't say that. I just said they're uh, they're an okay band that put out some really good songs. I think they've. They were a great band. They had some great albums, great songs. They I mean, just yeah. died on the vine. <laughs> just, which yeah. albums? Which albums? Died on the vine. Steel Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Bridges to Babylon. <laughs> Babylon, duh. <laughs> what are they having? I mean, what are we talking about here, guys? The it's one that awful. Katie Lang wrote on. I only, I only know their albums by owning their albums and knowing what the covers look like. I mean, I ben, yeah. Banquet, yeah. I mean well, here's the thing. It's like, are they like Weezer? At this point, how long, like, you know, when Voodoo Lounge came out, what year was that? Voodoo no, Lounge. They, the, the Stones sucked 80, for like 25 90? years. Yeah. Um, and they were good for how long? They were good for like 15, 15 years. years. But they were real good, though, I think. They yeah. were real yeah. good for 15 years. Also, a lot more bands did Speed and uh, Acid during that time. <laughs> yeah. The Beatles were able to make so many fucking songs because they were just taking Acid and Speed. You know what's crazy? Yeah. So we're recording this today on the 50th anniversary of Blonde on Blonde and Pet Sound. The Blonde on oh, Blonde, Blonde, Blonde as well. Okay. is and fucking Bob Dylan in a, in 18 months released um, uh, 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 Blonde on Blonde, Highway 61 Revisited and uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, uh, going Back Home? No. Um, 
Um, Either way, wow. No, you said or so that. But it was uh, it was all due to the speed. My brain is uh, blanked on that. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, he released three incredible albums in eighteen months. That's crazy. Which is like imagine that. It's right? imagine having t- for Bob Dylan to have to steal that many songs within that short <laughs> amount of time. Uh, I thought that was going to get a bigger laugh. I just I really, I really. Why would thought, that get a bigger laugh? Because it's like a thing. He's he, like people call him out on. Either do it. Am I? Wow, I gotta say, just as a power play, that was impressive. Like he, he like he He's shut, stonewalled. This is, this is a podcast you're named after, <laughs> or vice Bring versa. Bring it all back home. Yeah, Bring yes. it all back home. <laughs> yeah. Is the Bring other album. Up, Bring it all back home. And this I thought for a second, I thought you were talking about the like the theme of the conversation. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if you were paying attention earlier, Devin. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, don't fire me. We're trying me. to wrap up the podcast. Bring it all back home. We've all had a real good time. Don't fire me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, which, I, our friend Nick just released two albums on the same day. <laughs> Nick Thornburn from Islands. Formerly Thorburn. Of, what? Thorburn. Thorburn. Thorn? Not, not Thorn. Thorn. The Thornbirds. Uh, Nick Thornburn, Islands, uh, formerly of the Unicorns, released two albums on the same day, uh, which is uh, pretty incredible. They both have their own feelings. I have a song that I like from one of them. I am going to play it now. Um, Do you need me to fill time while you find it? No, is no, I already have it pulled Thorburn? up. Thorburn. Thorburn. Is that what Natalie Portman has? Thorburn. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, it was a nerd joke. I apologize. Wait, she's going out with a guy from Thor? She's in Thor. Oh, she okay. fucks Thor. Thor in the movie. Oh, yeah. got it. <laughs> <laughs> here's uh, here's pumpkin she's, off of she's dating John Micklethor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what's here's a here's a real bummer thing. Uh, so you heard Jenny Slate's now seeing yeah Captain, uh, Captain Evans. How great Chris is that? That's great. I've met Chris Evans twice, um, and he was he's the guy that told me about uh, American Ninja Warrior, and like I it was like uh, he overheard me the saying TV show. Yeah, Wait, Chris this, this Evans. Is a long, yeah, Chris Captain America. He's long long time ago, but pre. Pre, I think even pre uh, Human Torch, like uh, I was at like uh, some party and he heard me talking about like like a kung fu movie. He's like, he's like, hey, have you heard about American Ninja Warrior? I was like, I- I'm sorry, and he's he's like, sorry, I overheard you. There's a show, <laughs> it's called American Ninja Warrior, and it's, it's 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 crazy. It's like these guys doing this crazy stuff, and and like I was just like, oh wow, it's cool. And I was on a uh, uh, Doug uh, loves movies. With him um, about, it. but he's like a solid dude. Yeah, he's a solid dude, and he's he's like he's great as uh, Captain America. Uh, but uh, Jenny Slate, the uh, comedic actress, mm-hmm. um, yeah. is now seeing him. Mm-hmm. But she uh, like kind of left, as far as I can tell. Like left. my understanding is that was a uh, amicable thing that happened previously. So I heard about him like pretty like stacked on top of each other. And I but, mean, probably but either it, way, it, either it, way, you know. a split is never easy. Amicable or not, right? But when it just so happens to happen around the same time as one of the biggest movies in the world is out there, yeah, where it's like you could be totally fine with it, but you're driving down the street and you see fucking Chris Evans on a billboard every other block, <laughs> and you're just like, you're like, hi, you know, oh. that's, that's that's my nightmare. Like as a huge Marvel comics nerd, to have like a negative feeling towards Captain America on yeah. that level would yeah. kill me. I don't know what I would do. Oh, yeah. Like that would be like that would be unreal to me. I had a hard time watching the last uh, Avengers movie because of my shitty run in with uh what's his fucking name? Uh uh Stan Lee. No, no, not Stan Lee. <laughs> yeah. What's oh, the yeah, guy's name? Such a dick. What's the guy's name? Uh, Tony Stark. Not JJ Abrams, but uh Oh, uh, uh Josh Sweden. Josh Sweden. Like it's like like uh you oh, know the whole thing Yeah. Cuz the guy like it's like in you know, it's all it's all in the past. Uh, it's a matter of record. Look it up. 
but it's uh, but it's one of those things where it's like uh, I was so excited for the movie, and then this guy like was a dick to me out of nowhere. I was just like, how am I supposed to? <laughs> what are you doing, that's man? The hard, that that's the hardest part about like living in Hollywood is like meeting people. Uh, not that they let you down, but they're just such assholes that everything yeah. else they do from now on, you're just yeah. rooting against it. Well, I haven't uh, liked a Brian Singer movie since uh, uh, Usual Suspects. <laughs> what? What happened? He just he just fucked a lot of dudes that maybe didn't necessarily want to when I was at USC. No. He, he, used, to, he used to troll for Allegedly. Troll for he used to allegedly troll for dick at USC about three times. At, like, would arrange a screening or something like that. You know, then, some things never change. Yeah, yeah. By the way. <laughs> allegedly, some, some things never change. I, some things never change. So, but Chris Evans, um, I he's such a solid dude. I did shots with Chris Evans. Um, which is like yeah, amazing. He, he loves a drink. But so the thing also is that if you guys have seen World's End, the Edgar Wright movie, yeah. Yeah. there's a scene in in World's End when they're uh, beginning, they're going crazy at the beginning of the night, and uh, and 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 uh, Simon Pegg shows up and he buys everybody shots, and he says he has five shots, and it's S H O T S shots, and uh, that's Chris Evans's thing. Edgar Wright got that from Chris Evans oh, no on way. Scott Pilgrim. So oh, if you go out funny. drinking with Chris <laughs> Evans, he will buy. You know, f- five or six shots, and then count them out that way to you guys. That, that's how Chris Evans does. <laughs> that's shit. pretty rad. So I think that's like kind of like amazing. I love that Edgar used that in a movie. Um, <laughs> it's I... actually hilarious. This <laughs> <laughs> right. is the fucking best line. Which is every time, every time Deanna and I are watching something, and we kind of give that kind of laugh. Like <laughs> it's like the other the other person has to go. That's actually hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> which is like the shittiest thing to say. Yeah, yeah he's a, like um, he he. He, a lot like uh, it just sounds like we're fucking dropping left and right, but uh, uh, Colin Hanks also it's like he's he's it reminds me a lot of him where it's like it's like these guys got money, right? These guys got money. It's, it's you know not, like they're not like you know fucking like they can you, enjoy you know, New York, you might say. Yeah, they, they, they're they're big fans. They love Coachella. Coachella. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they'd have a good time at both. Um, but like it's like the two t- like the times I've drank with uh, uh, Colin and the times I've seen Chris Evans drink, it's like it's Miller Light. It's fucking Coors Light. <laughs> it's Bud. It's like I was fucking hanging with uh, oh. Colin in uh, in New Orleans, and the dude's just like drinking PBR Tall Boys all night. <laughs> Everyone's like, it's like I'm like, hey, there's a lot of cool beers at this place. He's like, yeah, uh, PBR. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh god damn it, man, uh, that's great. The story the story goes that at the Avengers premiere, he got a keg back to Chris <laughs> Evans got a keg back to his hotel room for his Boston boys and his mom. <laughs> no, that's the story. Oh, so. That's sweet. Looking out for uh, mom. But I think that now that you brought up Colin Hanks, can we now, does that mean the next song you're playing is Chet Hayes? <laughs> is that what we're going to segue into Chet Hayes? I'm so afraid Chet to Hayes? bring up Chet every time. Because it's like, you know, they just, kind of, like, he was his, like, weird, like, young, half younger brother. And you're just like, you're like, you know, you don't have to, like, defend him. But no. He's on Marin this season. Yeah, that's Chet what Hayes? I heard. Yeah, Wait, yeah. Chet Hayes is on Marin this no, season? No, no. Yeah. Chet Hayes is? Yes. No, I thought it was Colin. No, it's Chad Hayes. He plays a a guy in the rehab facility, the Marins in. Oh boy! And he's like, perfect man. <laughs> Holy shit! Kind Are we gonna perfect. get to a point where Chad Hayes is gonna be cool? And then we like, and then Jensen, like Chad Hayes now. Yeah, no, and then no. everyone's gonna be like Jensen Carb. Take it easy on Chad Hayes. <laughs> you know that fucking Tom Hanks DNA, man. That will make well, anybody <laughs> likable. Well, the the character is written around his kind of situation, where like Marin calls him out for being like. You had everything, but you had no one's attention. So now you're a fuck up and blah, blah, blah. Oh, shit. It's really kind of. It was the Holy first episode. Shit. I was like, this is pretty like weird and brutal, but like 
Isn't this your show, Marin? <laughs> like, has it's any... supposed to be like inward. It's not like yeah. hiring a guy to like lay bare his soul. <laughs> well, well yeah, maybe he's ha- maybe he's happier now. He's just like yeah, I think outward. He hit the bottom. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the bottom. I, mean, I got to find someone else. All right, we're gonna play uh, Pumpkin from uh, the New Islands record Taste out of two albums they put out, and uh, both are pretty great. So we're gonna play a couple songs, and we're gonna keep on drinking. It's like I'm the only one tearing into this Olympia. I will drink a beer from Olympia.
this album uh the first one was uh islands uh the song pumpkin great 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 record get both of the islands records uh support um people who are just doing neat things the uh other song you heard on, after that on tour with uh honus honus that's right on tour with honus very honus. very very now yeah very very much now uh and so uh, the second song was uh, i'm not gonna act like i found Music like that. I heard uh, that you were traveling overseas in Africa. I was on safari building houses uh, for. Um, uh, don't, Which don't were you ap- doing? Those are two different things. No, 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 no. Don't, don't applaud <laughs> he me. On, he was on safari building houses. I was, on safari, I was on safari the, looking for, the for a place to build a house for white people. It gets <laughs> worse. <laughs> and you saw the rains. And it wasn't. Gonna, I wasn't going to use wood. I was going to use uh, lion skin. <laughs> you were <laughs> you're sitting in a Land Rover from 500 yards watching people build houses. Yeah, <laughs> you saw, Africa. I was gentrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're looking for a place to put yeah, a blue yeah. bottle in Kenya. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was I was on the Sahara Plains. Of uh, oh, Kenyan beans, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is. I was. I was in. I was in Kenya Park. Locally sourced. That <laughs> is. That is actually not a bad sketch. Is Jonah? Jonah. Don't Ray. call it out. Just enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> 
I'm saying we talk can, about it. Afterwards. We can we can cut it. You might Look get a season two. Piece of shit monetizing our fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I majored in in college. <laughs> <laughs> How to monetize fun? That um, should that should be a fucking major. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, this the the artist is uh, uh oh yeah what I was gonna say I heard it on uh, Henry Rollins's radio show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dizu D I Z U. Would you, you got that, Adam? Don't be a jerk. I'm not being a jerk. <laughs> I'm just plainly stating things. Yeah, state your but Yes, but earlier when I said this thing, you didn't even know what I was talking about. See, I said D-I-Z-U, and you saw, I said D-U. And so it, I want to go back to that. You said it so quickly. What? You said it so quickly. So quickly. <laughs> Well, that's that's the thing. I thought you said D-I-Z-U, but I guess you did say it the right way. So right now, I'm going to tell you exactly how it's spelled. This is a call from the State Correctional Facility. Of grammar. Of <laughs> grammar. <laughs> <laughs> the National <Cereal> gets boring, <laughs> yo. <laughs> the National Socialist Office of Grammar. <laughs> Who would have thought a year and a half later we'd still be doing... Serial. Okay, D I Z U. What's even the fucking song? D I Z U. This is the artist. D I Z U P L A A T I J I E S. That's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. I didn't get any of that. And the song is Why Hyunza Fi. What sound you had heard was Adam spiking his phone in disgust. <laughs> uh, we'll take you know a what? screen grab the of the song find and then we'll song just their own. post that. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Check Henry Rollins' notes from his show a couple of weeks <laughs> yeah. back. You'll find it there. All right. Okay. Um, I had Henry Rollins on my podcast. Oh, oh yeah? really? Yeah. Did and you, it was. Do you want to bring him on ours? It was incredible. <laughs> does he, oh, does he like awesome. sitting in a garage drinking beer? <clears throat> I don't uh, think he's done that before. He yeah. Uh, it was really incredible because he was great on the podcast. We talk about Apocalypse Now. That was the subject of the episode. Oh, cool. And he chose Apocalypse Now. He used to go with Ian McKay to the movies every day when they were kids. And they would, they, they would love to go see... They went to go see The Jerk and Apocalypse Now the most out of the two, which yeah. I, the two of them going to see The Jerk, I can't even <laughs> yeah. imagine. Yeah. Um, but, that's why, so, you know, that's you know, the song, the Minor Threat song, Guilty of Being White, it's about the jerk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, though, when you finish a podcast and like you're, like, you're done and everybody's like, hey, great to have been here. Like, hey, go, so good. Um, we don't do that. <laughs> Henry Rollins got like real dark. Like when the mics went off, like it got, shit got real. Really? Wow. Yeah. And it was like talking about like the days of touring Black Flag and like how rough it was and the dehumanizing aspect of the groupies and stuff like that. And I was just like, this is like, this is, un usually it's like, like, you know, hey, great. Thanks for having me here. Yeah. And this is like, who I was then was an animal. <laughs> wow. I was not even a man. And like like what? This is this is the post show chatter. Man. It's incredible. Is everything you want from Henry Rollins, yeah, frankly. Yeah. He does not look back fondly on that time, does he? No, he does not. He really uh had a lot of bad stories about it and how badly they behaved. Yeah. Uh and he's not proud of it. I mean his perspective has changed so much after all that like world touring and like being in such weird, desolate, awful places. I can yeah. imagine it's like, oh, I had like a serious amount of like weird, disgusting American privilege. Yeah. yeah. Living in a bubble and just being a marauder. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. So he's like, everyone hates me everywhere I go because I have a mohawk. It's like, hey, man, you're doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> I heard him on a... Sorry, a redneck yeah, punch, punched they, you. Yeah, they hate you, but they're not t- trying to ethnically cleanse you. Yeah. Mm. Not heard- to, yeah. You haven't been uh, genitally mutilized and then uh, yeah. subject to slavery. All right, perhaps. Adam, write down mutilized. I want to see, <laughs> I want to see what the spelling on that is. Hey, fuck you. Uh, I think it's a good I'm name sorry. For I, I, Touché. Touché. I'm, I, I, I'm, Touché. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think it's a Z. Yeah. I heard him on, I heard him on uh, Jonesy's jukebox uh, recently. I, when, uh, the day that uh, uh, Prince died, um, uh, it was uh, Jonesy's jukebox. Is dead? What? What? Yeah. <laughs> I really like yeah, that. I'm not sure if you were uh, on Instagram that day, but everyone is a huge fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but he had. Um, uh, are you gonna go my way, uh, Lenny Kravitz on? And uh, but I didn't know it was Lenny Kravitz at first. It was just this like real mellow sounding dude, like that talked really cool. And he's like, yeah, man. It's, I mean, this year's been crazy. I mean, even and it's like and then Jonesy's like, I mean, yeah, starting with you know, Bo. He's, he's like, before that, it's like New Year's Eve. I'm in the Bahamas celebrating with my family, and I get the call. Natalie's dead. Natalie Cole, man. <laughs> this year was off to a horrible start. I mean, but such is life. And then like I was just like, what the who is this guy? This is incredible. And he's like, we're talking to Lenny Kravitz. And I was like, Lenny Kravitz? Oh shit, I love Lenny Kravitz now. It's like, it, it reminded me of when I was listening to K-Rock when I first moved down here and I heard this dude talking about horror movies for like it must have been 20 minutes talking about horror movies. And I was just like, I fuck this guy is the best. Who is this guy? I love this guy. Whoever he is, I love him. And it's like, all right, we'll be right back after this break with more Rob Zombie. I was like, what? <laughs> I hate Rob Zombie. You would hang out wow. Rob Zombie. He's great. It's I just know, that everything else, now, but everything I, else is right. You know what? It's uh, Devil's Rejects. I like Devil's Rejects. I like I'll Devil's Rejects. I'll I think it's a cool looking movie. I think it's, uh, I, I was so excited. I was just like, okay, he found it. He found that thing he likes to do. Uh, and then he started with the remakes. Yep. And uh, I was just kind of like, well, you had you had it. <laughs> what was the remix that he did? Halloween, Halloween, Halloween two. Oh, really? Halloween two is actually really. Like, you know what? I'm gonna go to bat. It's terrible, but it's like terrible in his own unique way. <laughs> Unlike Halloween, which is just terrible. Yeah. But like, Halloween two, if you re- rewatch it, like it's like it's like awful, but like. At least it's like his kind of awful. You yeah. kind of have to like. I was never was into the Halloween, the Michael Myers thing. You know, the house is right in South Pasadena. Yeah. Over there. That in front of the 13th, I, I never got into. I was always all about Freddy. Freddy was my favorite. Yeah. Freddy was my favorite. And I'm, you know, we're all, I'm sure we're all Wishmaster heads. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite things to do is like talk about Wishmaster like it's part of the pantheon of like <laughs> Pinhead and Freddy and Chase. I go, yeah, and you got Wishmaster up in there. I go, what? Well, we just had an actual Friday the 13th of May. Yeah. We did. And then I was uh, jet lagged in, in New York and <laughs> we were going through uh, basic cable and I was like, Oh, cool! Friday the Thirteenth marathon, perfect. Yeah. That and, and Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Two channels later, Nightmare on Elm Street marathon. Nice, yeah. <laughs> just the like new competing. band. Wait, yeah. were they? What? Like, how far apart were the movies at the time? Uh, what do you mean? Like, it's like was one on one movie, or was did they? Match uh, up? Yeah, it was like two and three were kind of like overlapping. Are but, you sure you were watching like Stars East and Stars West? <laughs> no, I don't think these guys pay for pay cable. 
The uh, the new Bev just had an all nighter uh, Nightmare on Elm Street marathon. All yes, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah, yeah. yeah. And while we were watching it, I saw that they all were doing night, that. all night on Elm Street, up all night on Elm Street, yeah, up all yeah. night on Elm Street. Yeah, uh, yeah. which I'm, I'm not a, I'm not an Elm Street guy in the same way. I'm a, I'm a Friday Thirteenth guy. I like really. I like, yeah. I like the profound stupidity of those movies. But mm-hmm. I love that like the charm of uh, of. Uh, Freddie is just like it, it's just so fun. It's I just a, think yeah. the hit or miss ratio on Nightmare is lower. Um, I you're, think it's more especially bad toward, well, yeah, more it's, bad especially nightmares. towards the the later ones. We talking about like Freddy's Dead is great. You got fucking Roseanne and Tom Arnold up in it. No, that that <laughs> was a good one, and that was actually the only one I ever saw in the theaters, and it had the the 3D aspect to it. They made Freddy too funny. He's got yeah. two. It's just yeah. he's 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 like yeah, he know, was a jokey guy. He's Arnold well, Schwarzenegger by the end. He's just got a one liner for everything. Yeah, he 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 got he's a McBain. bit chatty, yeah. but as a kid, I I, I was young yeah. Yeah, at the time, mm-hmm. and I, I really I really dug it. I also, like, I like, you like that. Bit I think of sugar in your medicine. Th- yeah, three and four though, I think because uh, also yeah, three four, three four, three is my favorite. Dream Warriors is fucking because that was that right was the one we were watching. Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors is great. great. That's a really good. One. It's got a really great song. Yep. Good soundtrack, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and two has its, its merits. They all have their merits. I just for me, the Friday Thirteenth is just—they're so mean and dumb. Um, and I also like the fact that the um, the basic villain of Friday the Thirteenth is a uh, developmentally challenged person. Mm. I like that about it. That 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 is mean in a larger way as well. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a symptom of a culture we, that we don't have anymore. Yeah, and you could have like kind of like a big back backwoods retarded guy as your main killer. A- um, after watching that. Uh, Bits of both of those marathons on Friday. Uh, last night we watched Dress to Kill. <laughs> uh, what Brian a great movie. movie! Oh yeah, yeah. And it's like it was part of that like late seventies, early eighties era where like the transgendered crossdresser transvestite was like that's the weirdo who we all have to be afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like this guy who's like a like a straight razor slasher, but he's doing it in order to become a woman and he's just like murdering all these women who he thinks are sluts and like it's like this demonizing of like the, the same other. thing with Dog Day Afternoon like the same thing it's yeah. like all this like mayhem is caused because this see but I think Dog Day Afternoon is really sweet about it I don't think right. it judges right because you you for a, for an hour and 20 minutes into it you're empathizing with this guy who's right. just a bumbling but you love fuck, Sonny and, and so when his, to, his yeah. His, his 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 reasons are revealed. You love him for it, and it's even. I think even in the movie, you clearly see that Sonny loves Chris Sarandon more than right. his his wife. Um, the thing you know, it's fucked up about like Dress to Kill is that like all of this stuff, uh, Silence of the Lambs, Dress to Kill's riffing on Psycho, yeah. all of this shit. Like so much of society's problems with trans people as killers is all one fucking dude, Ed Gain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One guy, one dude. Like dress up in his mother's skin mm-hmm. one time, yeah. <laughs> and Once. all of society decided that that was going to be like a horror movie trope because yeah, of that true. one a guy. Sleepaway Camp, uh, one of the great dick reveals. Good dick reveal. Yeah. Also, like the the mat the matting they did, where they yeah there was the, <laughs> basically the head replacement uh, makes that for one of the most frightening <laughs> frightening reveals. You remember Sleepaway Camp? You remember? Oh, I don't know. If I there was literally there was the sound of the. <laughs> There was <laughs> the Jason <laughs> or the psycho, psycho. yeah, <laughs> just came out of an owl across the way. Um, Sleepaway Camp, you'll remember the the VHS cover, which was uh, a girl with a backpack in the woods, and she has uh, Freddy's glove and Jason's mask uh, popping out of it. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, it's Ed Gain. So yeah. all of our so, current yeah. debates about bathrooms, <laughs> all, we can Ed all Gain. bring back Go the back serial to, killer yeah. Ed Gain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, oh man, 
It's a you, okay here, that, but that goes in the, when you started talking about. Let's so say we were talking about horror movies. We were talking about the fantastical horror movies. Okay, and then you, we kind of started leaning into essentially just um, suspense slasher movies. Uh, you know, it's uh, like horror does kind of have a, a dance between a couple different styles of movie. Yeah, so yeah. when you watch those early Friday the Thirteenth and and, and uh, the first one, you don't know that it's like he, he's not supposed to be. He's just a guy killing people. Like, yeah. yeah. There's no magic in it whatsoever. And the violence. Well, I was also watching it on like regular TV, so that might have been a bit a bit skewed because I haven't seen them in a while. But it's not that gory at all. It's just like surprising. A lot of those yeah. 80s movies are less gory than you think because the mm-hmm. MPAA was real tough back yeah. then. Yeah. So like the worst Friday the 13th is part seven. And part of the reason, I mean, it's a bad movie, no matter what happens, but the MPA cut all the violence out of it. So it's just oh. like bloodless. What was that one called again? Uh, that one is. Uh, it's, Man- Manhattan was eight. Uh, it's uh, The New Blood. Oh, and, Friday the 13th. I was uh, it's the one where he fights a psychic. Shit, I don't fucking... Jason fights a yeah, psychic. I've never it's seen it, terrible. but from my old roommate, I heard it's actually pretty fun and good was uh, the Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, it's very fun. Yeah. Which I was so happy because like... It's good in like, like a, a real... Seen that movie like a in the fan theater. fiction kind of way. She saw that in the theater more than any other movie. I was so happy because my wife... I came... It was at the Dollar Theater, so she just... I, I will say this. Out of all of these that you've just talked about, that's the only one I've seen. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Wait, what did you do as a kid? Are your parents crazy uh, religious, or they weren't crazy religious? But I had a, vi- I had a like a giant late- pussy. You're a scaredy cat. <laughs> yeah, basically. I saw, uh, I snuck out and saw the open of Witness when I was like five. That like my parents said. Opening had- of Witness. Have you seen the opening of Witness? Wait, the yeah. Amish, the wait, Amish, the Harrison Amish, Ford the Harrison movie. Ford. Wait, wait, wait. Why are you bringing five? this up in a Friday Thirteenth? Yeah. Yeah. Four discussion. or five. And it, it would fucking freak the shit out of me. And my parents were like, you probably shouldn't see horror movies. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to see horror movies. One time I, I was watching uh, Cape Fear uh, with my mom. And then like uh, the rape scene was coming up. She's like, she's like, I don't. Can you walk? Get into the other room while this scene is about to happen. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I went to the other room. And it, then you just having, heard having it. Having seen it eventually, um, it sounded so much worse. Yeah. <laughs> my like... It is the like the best sound design rape scene. That's the weirdest thing I've ever said. It is just like I was just like this is oh my god I can't imagine what this looks like and like it's like a really sh- hard scene to watch but yeah. it's like it was way worse. I mean, the monster is scarier when you can't see it. Well, yeah. that, and that that was the thing about the opening of Witness was that was like this little kid witnesses like a stabbing attack in a bathroom. And then my parents were like, oh, you're not supposed to be here, here. Like, and they put me back in my room. So all I saw was the opening. I never saw Harrison Ford catch the killer or get protected <laughs> yeah, or anything. It was just like, no, no just murder. That's all it is. That's the end. Yeah. When I was four. Now you go be alone in the dark. Exactly. Yeah. When Let I was, me see the end of this. When I was four, our cousin Kalani uh, like, was like babysitting us. And he brought over a... Like a Betamax or whatever, you know, like brought over like a copy of Nightmare on Elm Street and like a, a thing to play it on. And uh, that uh, we were pretty much way in on horror movies starting from there. I was scared of uh, Freddy. Like it's like I had nightmares about Freddy all the time, but I couldn't stop watching the movies. Mm-hmm. And, it's all, and then HBO came out, and all they could afford at the time was horror movies. <laughs> so all they played was horror. So it's like yeah. there's, so, there's such a specific era of that. Oh, that horror. is zombies, man. It was, that was it. They played Return of the Living Dead all the time. That's, like that. I love them. That was the best. I love that movie so much. When I saw it originally, I didn't know it was supposed to be funny. I thought it was just like goofy. Yeah. Right. Uh, Especially that uh, the 
the the black character, everything he says is fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's really good in it. He's like he's uh, like a fucking B movie king. Really, the guys. Uh, he was in Leprechaun in Space. <laughs> uh, he and like uh, when I saw him in Leprechaun, I was like, why is this guy? He looks just like the guy that was in. <laughs> um, you know, Return of the Living Dead, the black and Return of the Living Dead, and then uh, turns out black don't crack, and it's the same guy. <laughs> yeah. and he looks the exact same. What's, what's, what I love about that movie though is that still to this day, like that movie is still like scary to me. Scary to me. Just like the, yeah. there's parts of it that are just still really freaky and scary to me. Yeah, unlike some other movies that like. I'm just like, oh yeah, I remember it was scared of me as a kid, and it's still like, I get it, but. Well, I mean, Return of the Living is great because it has, it's got the punk thing, which is great. It's one of the great punk movies. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's got Linnea Quigley doing a full nude dance, and she's <laughs> like one of the great scream queens. Yes, with a, um, with a vagina guard. It was a vagina guard. Uh, it's got Tarman, one of the great zombies. It was the one of the best. But, ever, yeah. I, but also, I think what's really great about it is that. Fucking, even though it's like funny and like gross and stupid, like James Karen in that movie, as he's turning into a zombie and recognizes that he has to kill himself, yeah. it's like one of the most heartrending scenes. Putting as he the crawls, wedding ring, yeah. put the wedding ring, and then yeah. crawls the beat, into the, the music they play. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like really crazy that the movie can operate on that yeah. level. That's Dan O'Bannon, who's one of the greats. Dan O'Bannon's great. Uh, Dee's uh, reading his book, or that he was right. It's like uh, it was fi- it was finished by the guy he was co-writing right. it with, but like he was writing a book on screenwriting, I believe. Or just movie making in general. Um, I don't know. I haven't read it. But it's like he's like you know, she's like she's like yeah, it's really good. Uh, but it's like the guy is just a fucking genius. He's a, he was a madman. Oh yeah. There's a there's a documentary uh, that one of the guys, one of the punks from Return of the Living Dead, uh, made about Return of the Living Dead, and it's uh, an hour longer than the movie. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched the whole thing, uh, and it's 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 great. But it's just uh, it's like crazy seeing how. It's like everyone has horrible stories. Every girl has horrible stories about Dan O'Bannon. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like, believe it's it. Like, she's like, yeah, like uh, the the girl in the jumpsuit, uh, the girlfriend, where she was like, uh, yeah, I mean, I never, you know, I had acted in a couple things, never really heard about the writer wanting you to come over to their house, and then the door was open. It was this giant, like giant house, and there was just porn, <laughs> like all playing on the TV, and there was like guns on the table, and then he walked out in an open bathrobe. And wow. I was like, Oh shit! <laughs> but that like that movie is so good. Speaking of like like punk in movies, it's real hard to pull off, and it's rarely ever done well. I mean, even uh, Return of the Living Dead, it's it's a cartoonish way of. It's doing, a very like, cartoonish version like, of punk yeah. that really. That's one of those movies that establishes the very cartoony nature of punk in movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Suburbia, like I think it's it showed a pretty realistic side in a way that you Big know Lebowski uh, <laughs> the nihilists they were nihilists they, they didn't even care about punk you know what's the uh, best thing I've ever seen anybody do at punk in like a TV or movie is Freaks and Geeks yeah that was, I that think was that's like good. one of the best because I think it captures sort of the the way that it works and sort of the way that you kind of like fall in love with the scene um, yeah in a really interesting way I thought uh, I, Fat Kid Rules the World uh, did a pretty good job uh, showing punk did you, do you not agree I do not know that one it's a Matthew Lillard directed movie, and it's. Uh, Can't imagine how I missed it. It's um, he showed it. He screened it at uh, CineFamily a couple times, and it's uh, basically this like kid that's kind of fucked up on drugs, uh, gets kicked out of his band. I think I'm I'm still trying, but then there's this like this fat kid right that like um sees this kid, uh like trying to kill himself, and then so he fucking like like the fat kid pushes him out of the way of a bus, and uh and then they kind of become friends, and then they start a band together. And like it's like it's like it's like you'll you'll be my drummer you'll be the fat kid like t- telling the fat kid you're gonna be my drummer and then it's like, and it's like 
this fat kid getting into the punk scene <laughs> and then like but also like kind of trying to so help it's great trying to Matthew it's made not a... great it's just it's just pretty good well, but also Matthew it's like Miller, it's about a fat very... kid playing drums in a punk band I mean how can I not <laughs> yeah. associate myself see, uh, we are the best I haven't yes. seen We Are the Best yet. You I, haven't? No, you you need to see up. We Are the Best. I thought I saw crazy. it with you. No, I know. I keep on putting it off and I don't know why. You're gonna oh, you you're gonna up. you're gonna flip out when you see it. It's gonna it's, it's, it's the best. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna just go crazy it for makes it. Me I want know. To move I know. to Sweden and get an operation to be a thirteen year old girl. <laughs> 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 One of those things could happen. Uh moving uh, to Sweden. <laughs> whatever, hater. <laughs> 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 That's you. That that is a movie that you were gonna go, be head over heels for. Yeah. When you see, it. you really no, I, haven't I, seen no, it. it everyone, it's like you know, even I have a lot of friends. Like it's like, why haven't you watched it? And it's always it's on my fucking queue, and I just don't do it for some reason. And I'll watch all this other bullshit for no reason. I'll rewatch movies, and I just kind of keep on putting it off, and I don't know why. Right, there's we, always, we, there's we should adjourn a... until you've seen that. Movie. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm, one of the movies. It's one of the few movies where the band in the movie writes a song. And the song like is good. Yeah. Um, uh, hate the good sport and like hits the dartboard where it should. Where right. it's like that sounds like the best song a band that new could write. And it just really works, you know. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think um, Green Room really nailed punk uh, in a movie. The what's really great about Green Room is what I love about Green Room is when they show up. And it's not a spoiler because the movie's still sort of like out. When they show up at the venue. It's this band, ain't the Ain't Rights, and they're they're a punk band traveling. One one thing they get right is sort of that communal idea of the traveling band staying on some guy's couch. And that like, that's how they get a show. Yeah, yeah. But it's also the idea when the band shows up at this white power club, and they decide to like be like a big fuck you to the to the to the club and play Nazi punks fuck off as their opening song. Mm-hmm. The way that even the Nazi punks are like upset, and then are like, this is a good version. Yeah, and yeah, then they're yeah. like, they're okay with it, like, like yeah. that really nails that thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's a, also like it's like punks in the middle of nowhere that have to just and like as a punk in Hawaii, you take what you can get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, just like wow, it's a fucking matinee show. What are we, what are we asking for here? Yeah, and yeah. I thought it was so good. I, I, I loved, I love that movie. It's um, really great. I saw that movie. At the Jerusalem Film Festival. <laughs> that was shit, really? And so I'm at the Jerusalem Film Festival. It's playing like in their weird midnight category. And I go to see it at the screening and there are um, there's nobody in there. Because um, the Jerusalem Film Festival is sort of like a festival that really appeals to like older people. Mm. Um, so everybody that's in this festival is older. None of them want to go see the midnight movies. It's me, some dude in the back of the theater, and f- like four Israeli teens sitting in front of me. And they're like double dating. And... Um, you, I don't. You've never seen a movie with me, but uh, when 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 violence happens in movies, uh, my reaction is to laugh. Yes. Uh, and yeah. uh, so violence happens in green room. Yeah. And so the kids in front of me start getting really uncomfortable. Not even the Nazi stuff. It's just the violence is making them uncomfortable. And then I begin laughing my fucking ass off, like as really hor- <laughs> horrendous violence. And they start getting like. They keep kind of turning around, and looking at me, like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the Max Katie sitting there, like yeah. laughing my ass off, like you know. And yeah. they keep turning around, and then this one girl gets so uncomfortable in the movie that she has to begin doing laps around the theater. She's walking around the theater. She's yeah. so uncomfortable, and I was like, "This is the best way to see this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to watch this movie. Full fuck these kids up. Uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like so yeah, good. It's tough. It's like well, even Paul Benoit was just like he was like I had to stand up. Like in the theater, he like there was it was kind of an empty theater. He had to stand up because of the the amount of nervous energy. Yeah, that like it's like yeah, you just kind of wow. go like ah, oh, 
Huh, like, wait, wait what, what movie was this? Green it's called Room. Green Room. It's out right now. I'm making a note for myself. It's fucking great. Jeremy Sonia, the director of this movie, is a great filmmaker. I want to meet that guy filmmaker. so bad now, just because it's like, he you nailed punk, he nailed, like, it's just like, what? You see Blue Ruin, his last movie? You see, I haven't. I, I meant to see Blue Ruin as well. Fucking Blue Ruin's amazing, too. Yeah. And it, his movie, Murder Party, is pretty good So as my well. friend said, like, he, he's like, he's like, yeah, it turns out I saw his first movie, Murder Party, um, and yeah, that looks like a lot of fun, too. But it looks goofier than the other two movies. I love in Green Room, they cut back to the um, the fucking kid with the mohawk, and he's vacuuming his apartment. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love the, the mundane aspects. Even if you have a ridiculous haircut, you still have to fucking vacuum yeah. your apartment. <laughs> you know, like that, that. that part was so spot on of just like the playing the shitty show as a consolation to the show that got canceled and yeah. in some weird Northwest. Because it's like we had, like when I was on tour in 2000, like we had like a few shows... Like it, like you know, Manila, Washington. Uh, it's all this like these like real like yeah. just dirt like dirt hippie punk like peace punk kids in communes, like all along the coast there in the Pacific Northwest, and that just looked exactly like that. Uh, you know, the, there is that like there is that idea though. There's like I've never met like the kind of passionate punk that goes like this kid's legit. Like it's like <laughs> no one like it's like no punk goes. Through. Every punk is so far. Deep in irony, more so than any hipster could ever dream to be. Where it's like they're gonna look, it's like they're gonna find the record that they like the most that they're surprised this guy has. Go, oh, this is a good record, and then they're just gonna steal it. They're not gonna, they're not gonna go. Oh, this guy's legit. They totally steal it. But what I love in that movie though is that they're playing over the course of the movie uh, Desert Island Discs, and yes. the when, when when shit gets real and the kids have to admit what they would really listen to that's great I love that because that speaks also to the sort of the larger sense of the, even though you're like the most hardcore guy you know you got like you know you got your little your little dirty secrets of what you like to listen to yeah. I love that yeah I, I think I uh, spoil it but. no yeah I always say that about punk though it's like it did get in the way of me really digging into just being a general music fan it's tough because it's so specific and part of the thing about being a punk is that you're rejecting everything else right yeah, yeah it's the yeah it's affection and rejection this yeah. ended up being my biggest problem growing up in new york city when i grew up i missed out on a lot of hip-hop stuff because right. i was a punk kid yeah and so it was it was one of those things where it was like fuck you like it wasn't until i learned that the beastie boys had hardcore records that right. i could yeah, even that was get such into a them. transitional moment you know yeah. what i mean yeah, like that was, was a big thing yeah for me it was like i like signed up and like bought the uniform to be a punker or a hardcore kid and then uh because it was like kind of a vacation community we had friends who were only there in the summer and then they would come back from wherever they were and they were now into like wu-tang and stuff and i was like wait so you're saying <laughs> it's okay to like both yeah. it's funny as you get older this you know the stuff you you're like that you're you would never Your listen to no just like maybe some of those like 80s pop songs like the song we sang at uh, my gabacha party you know everybody, everybody wants to rule no, the world I was like that song yeah. it was a huge Tears no that's like i wasn't <laughs> you know no i you just liked I, it because dennis miller i wasn't you know but uh like but as you get older you're like you know, it's, it's a good song like well, i know, enjoy it I, you know what's funny as you get older what i think i realized is that a lot of songs that I really hated when I was younger that are just good pop songs because I no longer feel like I'm in conflict, that I'm not trying to stop this garbage from taking <laughs> right. over, mm -hmm. yeah. that I can now just appreciate. Now that I know that, you know, 
the Backstreet Boys are just the Backstreet Boys. Right. I don't have to worry about it anymore. I can appreciate yeah. songs on their own. Yeah, and they it no did... longer feels like a struggle. Yeah. yeah, and you weren't like trying to stop them from changing the world, and then because now you know, like, mm. oh, they didn't do anything. They were the Osmonds. Or so you, yeah. yeah. you just you get older, and you're like, you know, I don't give a fuck what people think. I like that song. Oh God, do yeah. I ever care what people think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Lord. Four beers in, now I'm going to let you know. <laughs> Why do I care what people think? But you do, att- you like, you really go at it with people on Twitter. Yeah, it's um, a fucking nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a, you make I'm trying me, to stop, man. You skunk make me feel Ola. better. Do you guys about, smell that? Like, it's a skunk. A little skunky. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's like, in, here's the thing. And it's like, I don't an, like it, that smell. Like, from a distance? I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, from a distance. Like, from a distance. The world oh seems. No. <laughs> <laughs> when when I first moved to California, I smelled that smell, and I was like, "Man, it smells like weed." Yeah. Do you guys not have skunks in Hawaii? No, no. skunks in Hawaii. No. That's so interesting. But we have trees I love that, that Kanye when they bloom, smell like shit. See, now it's too close. Now I'm getting I'm gonna get like a little headache. Oh, yeah. you want to close that door? No, I'm fine. Yeah. Right. But when it's far away, I kind of it, um, it feels, here's, it feels nature. Here's the thing about your like uh, your nature on on Twitter, and uh, it's uh, and and I don't want I don't want to say that you're like you just you're. Uh, you know, like an antagonist with people or anything like that. But um, and, and I, I'm you know a few beers in. I'm going to say this to you. Go do it. Like when I got announced as the uh, host of Mystery Science Theater, which was like a huge, beautiful moment in my life. Like it's just like, like I couldn't have ever dreamed of a show that had been canceled. You know, 15 years before. Uh, that was my favorite show. Like I would be able to be like the third host of it. It's right. not like you know. It's like that's like being like you know. I don't know, Randy Quaid on Saturday Night Live. Like, uh, um, like I, I, I think I Joel know Joel McHale you know, the, on Talk Soup. Like, Jay Sherman on the Carson Critic. Was, yeah. That'd be like, so for me, a being a Johnny member Carson of Metallica. Congratulations. <laughs> it, was, it was Jack Parr, then Steve Allen, then yeah, Johnny, Johnny Carson. Yeah, so yeah. congrats you, the Johnny Carson MST. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> no but, pressure. But it was... But it was it was real brutal. It was really really brutal, and I knew it was going to be because I remember even pr- like before I had the internet how crazy it was when Mike took over, and how me and my friends were real like shitty about Mike right. and like how sh- how he sucked and like it's like and, you know we didn't even give him a chance, and then we all ended up loving him. But I you know uh, it, so it, and it was bad for me on the internet uh, like uh, like real bad. Like it was it, it was a bummer. Kumail. <laughs> <laughs> That was like people were like, why can't it be Kamal? Eugene Merman, Patton. All- there was like so many people. Like all I ever heard was people going like, don't ruin my favorite show. And I was just like, but it's my favorite show too. Um, and it was, you know, I, I also told people like, how do you think I feel? I can't complain about who the new host is. <laughs> um, but uh, but it was. But like, but then you wrote a very sweet thing, and it was uh, it was before we really started becoming like like buddies. Like it was like kind of like we knew each other. I think we just kind of like like you know like it's like seeing each other at a festival or out and about, right. and like we kind of get along. But you wrote a very nice thing, and it really just like uh, turned like a, it, like I noticed a big difference in like uh, the online uh, hate uh, after you wrote <laughs> well, that. I, thing. I calmed down my hate mobs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's tough on the internet because people are really fucking horrible. It's like they're super fucking horrible. And the thing that I've discovered is they don't realize that you're reading it. Yeah. Yeah. That is that's been like a turning point for me, like in the last year, is I've now like kind of like had people say really shitty things to me and then I'll respond like like whatever else I am, I can be really mean. And uh, so I'll respond really nastily. And a lot of times I get a response like, Oh, I didn't even think you were gonna read that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like 
holy shit, dude. Yeah, yeah my phone my phone showed it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It turns out when you at before right. my name, yeah, the um, uh, the guy who was running the Kickstarter like noticed I was responding to people who were being negative on Twitter. He was like. He's like, hey man, uh, so like the Kickstarter's still going on. We need to be, we need to have people be excited that you're the guy. Uh, so anytime anyone is negative to you, just ignore it. Uh, I was like, yeah, that's real tough. He's like, all right. Well, then how about this? Uh, are there people uh, tweeting positive things at you? I said, yeah. He said, okay, respond to three of those people, and then respond <laughs> to one of the people being negative. Hmm. Keep up that ratio. Just do it for us. Do it for the Kickstarter. Do it for MST right. three K. Do that for us, and I was like, okay. And so people would say, like, like so, because like also my self esteem and my like my own self worth doesn't allow me to respond to people who are saying positive things. Same thing, right? When somebody yeah. says something positive, it sort of feels like, like, well, what do you know? Well, you know exactly. <laughs> well, then you must be an idiot. You must be an idiot, Fran. Yeah, like Francis congratulations. I just conned you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just the way you are. Yeah, oh, sorry, it's just, it's just the, the way yeah. you are. Exactly. So it's like. Uh, you know, so I feel weird. Like it's like every time I see people like going like, "Thanks, man." And it's like it's like, "Hey, buddy," you know, like <laughs> bring, it's bring like, it down a notch. Uh, you don't have to retweet all of your and like they're not even retweeting. It's just like well, it, uh, it's fundamentally a game of sales where you're like, "Oh yeah, I already sold you a car. I don't need you." <laughs> yeah, and so the, so I started doing that. And it's like people would res- say something to me, and then like I'd like come up with a, kind of a a positive uh, reaffirmation of like and a joke to like the people who were saying nice things. And then like, I would see a nasty one and then like, I would just like, it wouldn't affect me. Cause I would like, I would come up with a, they would go, you're like, you're going to be the worst. I was like, uh, you know, and then I would respond with like a reference to the show. Right. And yeah. like, it's like, uh, it's like, yeah, I'm straight up poopy or I, you know, it's a, you know, it's a, it's, it's like, yeah, I would, you know, it's like, well, you know, in your case, maybe the umbilical cord will get cut and I'll drift <laughs> off into space and you'll never have to see me just stuff like that. And then like, it started, it started to change the way people interacted with me or the way I saw things. And it was, it was, it was great. But like a lot of it had to do with that thing you wrote, which was just like, it was cause it was, it was just crazy. It was like a I'm weird really feeling that I never to had to deal all with. Over your balls. What was that one? I'm really just trying to slobber all over your balls. <laughs> <laughs> we got to give it up to our guy. You make some good ones. The fretboard. Oh yeah. Good. Did he make that one? I'm yeah. sure he, anyone, mm-hmm. have you made any? Yeah, I made like one. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. either way. It's so cool. You know, when you got that gig, it was such a cool thing because <clears throat> there was this period when I fell out of college. Um, I had a 0.0 GPA. I got kicked out of college. <laughs> you went to college? What a fucking nerd. Exactly. Uh, and then so my mom kicked me out of the house because I had a 0.0 GPA. So I went to go live with my dad in Illinois, and he lived like in this like nowhere suburbs. I didn't have a license. Um, and I got a job at McDonald's, and this is like 1991, so like the revolution had not happened yet, <laughs> and it really had not happened in fucking the the northwest suburbs oh, yeah, of Chicago. Yeah. Like it was like we were in the middle of nowhere. Like literally, this is the one time in my life as a kid from New York City, like I didn't have like a lot of hassle for being a weirdo. Yeah, like, just the usual hassle at school, not not like larger. In Illinois, I would walk down the street, and one time a guy in a pickup literally threw a beer can at me and called me a faggot. And wow. so like that's like that's like you know that was where I was living. And there was a dude at the comic book store who had was a card carrying Misty. Wow. And then I would go like walk three miles to the comic book store to buy comics, and he was a card carrying Misty. And like connecting with that dude, like was like the sanity saving thing. <laughs> yeah. So like when you got your gig, it was like one of those like, oh shit, this is like 
meaningful. It's in good hands. Like it's like you know like, a, like promoted it, it from fe- within. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It felt like a moment. Like it was like the other Misties, the other the, the, the other people who were circulating the tapes. You know, like we're we're we're, we're there. So yeah, that that was why. No, so yeah, fuck thanks. everybody who was negative. No, no, of, it was was really a bunch it's of like, dick suckers. The only <laughs> the only way I could really describe, like the only way to say it's a like a there was the. Um, the, the the saying they had in the interview was just like they hate me because they ain't me and like it's like uh but like uh like i realized like most of the guys that uh hate me they all like kind of look like me or kind of you know so they hate me because they are me well, that's the thing right I, it's the same thing for me like the shit that i get from people they're like why am i not a internet famous movie critic like yeah. I'm a di- I'm a dipshit, just like this guy is. Yeah. Like why am I not like that guy? You know, my friend Donald, lifelong friend, like you know, we grew up with this guy, you know, um, but he he talked about that where he says like he, he's like, but that's he, I was just like, it's all these guys that kind of like like the worst review I got in my last like stand up record was a guy that with like unshaven, tall, doughy, white guy with glasses named Austin Ray. <laughs> and he was a stand up comic in like, you know, Tennessee or something like that. And it was like the worst review I got. And uh, and like and like I and like he's like you got to understand like it's like the thing you uh, like try to do with your uh, comedy is like like the thing like you like about punk it's like it's like an attainable thing but for for some people like you know yeah. some people see a, a punk band they go they go fuck this, this isn't good I yeah, could do this I could other do people this. Go, other people say go I could do this yeah <laughs> right yeah and so but what I wanted to get to uh, mainly with this whole episode was that uh, I, I watched an episode of Dennis Miller Live, the old HBO show on HBO Go. Um, because <laughs> I, I had blazed through the Mr. Show episodes in a weekend. And still not seen We Are the Best. Yeah, so I'm not you watching old Dennis Miller. I started, I started watching, like, the other night I was, like, watching Breathless, and then like, I was just like, I was like, what am oh. I doing? I hate it. French New Way. What am I doing? <laughs> I fucking Breathless can't stand great, it. Though. Like, fucking pick something and do it. Um... But then I uh, watched. Um, oh, I like how you didn't enjoy it, but yet you Instagram that you were watching it. <laughs> like, yeah. I, was it. I was making fun of it. Oh, I thought you were looking for like, hey, I also got classy. No, things. no, no, no. <laughs> I was like, I was like talking shit about like with him over the internet. Well, oh. you didn't respond to me. Ali Gertz had to respond to me. When was this? Uh, you guys were at uh, the Red oh, Lion. Oh, I was loaded at the Red Lion. <laughs> I was, I was shit faced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but so the opening of the Dennis Miller Live was him playing pool, going that thing yeah. and playing pool, and everybody wants to rule the world by Tears for Fears. I guess they couldn't get the fucking song, and instead of just replacing the song or not having the opening, they did this, and it's just like, it's just enough to just be like so lame and so dumb. Same opening, him walking in, doing the thing. It's, like, it's not everybody wants to rule the world. It's a different song, and it's called like "Everybody Sometimes Wants to Maybe Rule, rule the maybe World." Rule the world, but not uh, some people sometimes would like to. Infringement? Scientists exploring an underground cave <laughs> this week discovered a biological ecosystem. This is before February sixteenth, nineteen ninety six. This is ninety six. Okay, so whatsoever yeah. to oxygen or sunlight. Berkadurka, Berkadurka, all of them. Berkadurka, babe. This is my freshman year of college, everyone. What are you looking for? Weird. What?
It's also just such a corny thing now. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, well, I, I so kinda, clunky. I kind of yeah. like it. Everybody always wants to conquer, the, sometimes conquer the world. Or is, oh, hold on. I this want- is a non-actionable version of the song. <laughs> Who did they pick? It has to be like a relative of a, someone of like. Yeah. Everybody always wants to conquer the world. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. My kids got, I built a music studio for my kid. We could just have him do. I mean, if we gotta put it up. Huh. Wow, this was. This almost sounds like the very long. dustbin. Oh. <laughs> boy, oh boy. With guest Arietta Huffington. Back when she was still married to uh, Steve Huffington. Back before she had ruined the internet. <laughs> oh boy. She was just ruining Steve Huffington. <laughs> Steve, Huffington. Steve Huffington. Um, is Dennis Ariana? Miller our greatest 9-11 loss? <laughs> Zucker Brothers. The Zucker Brothers. Holy yeah. shit, they broke so hard. Yeah. Man. So hard. That's a good fucking list to make. Oh yeah. Uh James Woods. James Woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> nah, that's not a loss. That's not a loss. Fine. Yeah, it's pretty funny in that Simpsons episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Zucker Just imagine hurts. how much cocaine yeah. we would have back. <laughs> Man, Zucker Brothers. Um, Mark Wahlberg really blew up after that. Yeah, but like, what, what I was like, there? I like his post nine eleven. So I liked his boasting that he would have stopped nine yeah. eleven. I like that a lot. That's yeah. pretty good. I yeah, he's like. The, to be fair, guys, it's never come up, but I would have stopped cholera. Uh, yeah. In Europe, in the Black Plague, I did it. There's a joke in the uh, New Orleans episode of in America where, I, like, it's like I'm looking at like Spoiler a like alert. a <laughs> like a like a affected wall from the flood. And I was just like, all I see is just a reminder that if I was here, maybe I could have done something. <laughs> I guess uh, I just wonder how like the death toll would have been different. Yeah, you could drive yourself crazy thinking of these things. <laughs> but I just I love the idea. Of just like yeah, if I was there, it's yeah. like the the it's like. Oh, he beat you up? <laughs> He's lucky I wasn't there. <laughs> oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, man. It's well, Seth MacFarlane thing. All right. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. If he hadn't gotten shit this nice before, yeah. Yeah. he missed his flight. Yeah. Man. We would be spared the family. We, would, we real, would be living a in a... sliding t- doors question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'd be the living in a tedless world. <laughs> but what would we do? Seriously, I mean, not even a joke. Like, without a million ways to die in the West, <laughs> what would even our culture and society be today? So mm. yeah, Sarah's I mean, we'd still funny. have uh, uh, you know um, uh, the ridiculous six. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. The ri- yeah, that's all that would happen was the ridiculous six yeah, would have yeah. been uh, in theaters, not just on Netflix. Yeah, this uh, is the darkest timeline. Then, <laughs> uh, well, that's it for our show. I want to thank our guest Devin Faraci for joining us. Yay! Um, really appreciate it. Having me here, I really had a nice time. That was yeah. You were we welcome back time. anytime we do. This Thank is you, uh, uh, just like any other time. There will be times where we're going to be we're going to decide to do a podcast within hours, and then I'll text you. Honestly, you I, I think this is the best episode of the year. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
Once again, I want to thank our guest, Devin Faraj. What's the name of the uh, comic book? Where do people? IDW is putting it IDW out? IDW is putting it out. You can pre-order it right now. It's coming out in August. It's called Killer Inside Me. You can find me um, on Twitter at DevinCF and every single goddamn day at birthmoviesdeath.com. It's a great website uh, for anyone who loves movies. Um, uh, Adam, congratulations on your nuptials. Ooh, thank you very much. I'm very happy uh, about it. Neil, um, Cash. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> Is there anything you guys want to say? Uh, check out uh, Talking Preacher on TV. You know what? I have a feeling that the ratings on that are going to kind of depend on the ratings of another show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, there's like a formula. We get like... The .47 of whatever uh, the show is on before us, <laughs> which when the show in front of you is The Walking Dead means you're the most popular talk show on television. But when it's Fear the Walking Dead means you, you go to work every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got weird. Um, yep. uh, yeah, so... Preaching preacher or something? Is it a different like the, name? I we I wanted to call it just preach with like an exclamation point. I like that a lot. Uh, but uh, they're really committed to holding on to the talking name. Like, they have like copyrighted talking. Yeah, but they should have also called uh, Fear the Talking Dead. Oh, it should have been yes! Fear the Talking Dead, and yeah. it should have been Better Talk Saul. Yeah, but uh, they don't want to do that. Fuck those outsourcing my job, motherfuckers. That is true. <laughs> he did right, get yeah, outsourced. Yeah. To <laughs> India, I believe. Although, although I will say this, all the transcripts we get. Career of, uh, <laughs> well, I hey, it was my job at the time. <laughs> Come on. We we then, do then again, a though, lot. That's of... when like when I, I lost a job and Stony was on the show. Stony Sharp. He was like, "What? You lost your job? Hey, let's exchange numbers. Call me once in a while." And that's how I got, got him with gigs. him. You got some good gigs through Stony Sharp, friend of the show. Very good guy. Uh, you know, real quick, pause it. I just want to say to anyone who. Uh, listens to the show that is also part of Spoon Nation. What's um, Spoon Nation? Spoon Nation is anyone who uh, pledges allegiance to the Doughboys podcast. Mm. I'd oh like to say, shit. go fuck yourself. Unsubscribe from this oh, until fuck I. Yourself. That's right. Fuck yourself. Until I am able to be a guest on the Doughboys podcast, which I was promised a year Make ago. A guest. By Mike Mitchell, who is a writer and performer Mike in America. Mitchell. All of this is June 2nd oh, yeah. on CISO. CISO. So, please, Spoon Nation, Spoon go fuck Nation, yourself. go fuck We're gonna yourself. end this whole episode with a song I just love by Jimmy Soul. If you want to be happy. Hey, 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 hey. Sorry for the first episode. If you wanna be having for the rest of your life, just to make a friend, you up for your wife. So for my personal point of view, get another girl to marry you. If you wanna be having for the rest of your life. I make a bet you want for your wife So for my personal part of you Get an ugly girl to marry you A pretty woman makes a husband look small And hurry up because she's down for As soon as she makes that thing she starts The things that will break his heart But if you make an ugly woman your wife You'll be happy for the rest of your life An ugly woman from the fields on time She'll always give you peace of mind If you want to be Go ahead and marry anyway. Your face is ugly, my eyes don't match. 
one for your wife and so for my personal point of view. Get another girl to marry you. Say, man, hey, baby, I saw your wife the other day. Yeah, yeah she's lovely. Yeah, she's so good, baby. Yeah, I'm gonna be happy for the rest of your life. Get another girl to marry you. 